car that you finally got out of there? Uh, aye, it's car back of the cars now, free. Right. When do you want to start it? Like from that? Okay, that Rick and Morty post has absolute class. Oh, do you like it? Pickle Rick! Pickle Rick! I've got well, a little uh... positive potato. <laughs> yeah, Sam got is it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I love it. Fuck, fucking classes, man. Cheers is up. That's a nice tight top that episode one of the podcast. Like, loving that. You're looking. I like when I put my tight top somewhere. I know I've got teams meeting. <laughs> well, I suppose we'll, we'll do the intro, eh? Oh. Well, no, to, we'll get, to anyone. The intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to make this up as we go along because we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Just start from now, but let's go. Yeah, let's go. Well, to anyone that might be listening, uh, that was a whole lot of bollocks at the start, but welcome to episode one of the In Between Sets podcast. How how exciting. How very exciting. In Between Sets, here we go. So hmm. essentially, all this is going to be is myself and my best friend slash trainer partner, Louis Walker, at Louis.Walker on Instagram for anyone that wants to know. Uh, it's just exactly those... at Louis underscore Walker. For oh, everybody that wants to know. That's the old one. I've... But cut, start again. Let's start that again. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Inbetweeners. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Too much test. Um, <laughs> no, it's just going to be us shooting the shit. Uh, we've seen a lot of podcasts out there and it looked quite fun. So we thought, fuck it, we'll do the same thing. We feel like we've got a lot of knowledge to share and a lot of shit talk to share as well so for anyone that might enjoy our our voices or enjoy what we have to say carry on listening but this is episode one so this is going to be an absolute fucking shambles um we also just want to apologize now for anyone we might offend if you have any sort of complaints or anything that you want to sort of send to us just write it onto a little note closest bin skip fucking anything you want to stick your complaint or your offended note in there and it will get to us we promise We'll address them at some point in the later in the year. I will address it never. Um, yeah. But uh, no, the, how are you doing, the, bro? It, the age rating for this podcast will be 18. There will be a lot of cursing going on inside the yeah, and probably topics that you don't want to be listening to if you're under the age of 18. But do whatever the fuck you want to do. Eat, uh, I'm doing kind of good, me, mate, except for the fact that I was thrown up uh, last night and this morning out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And we all know what that means. If you throw up, you've got to eat your calories again. So, yeah, like getting that liquid juice in today, liquid calories. The apple juice, full of carbs. That have you tried the um, I think Aldi and Little do like uh, like the fruit, the fruit juices. Have you seen them, which are like 87 grams of carbs per liter in them or something, or per hundred? Uh, the class to just uh, they're giving us heartburn at the minute. So, apple juice is the one, the way forward for now, and eventually I'll get sick of that and I'll change it to something else. Love it. I can't get fucking comfortable in this chair. You know, this chair is shit. <laughs> oh, get, to, get yourself a brand new chair. It's shit. That's, that's devastating, that bit. I stole it off my brother. My brother's moving into a van, so I'm like, I'm trying to trying to get comfortable. It's got two pillows in it. Like, have you, I, I don't, I just don't understand how they work, personally. I thought I'd look professional for the podcast, and I just, I'm just going to be shuffling all over the shop. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be nothing professional about this first podcast, guys. We don't know lighting, situation, cameras. We're just going to start it up, have a bit of crack and have some fun. And as we get better and better, it will get better and better. But we do have a few questions from some peoples out there. There's a few five followers on Instagram. 
five, five real followers on Instagram give you some questions today. So I'm very happy we're going to go through some of them. You've got some questions as well, haven't you? I do. I. I've got a. I've got a few cheeky little questions, buzz questions. Like, should we just do one each? Like, just go one after the other. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. Right. You go first, as your. You have about three and a half thousand more followers than me. So you're actually famous. Technically, you're you're actually an influencer. Technically. So. I wouldn't say that by any means. I mean, the only thing I'm influencing is body dysmorphia and a new drug addiction. So <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't uh, say I'm an influencer. <laughs> oh, three and a half years of friendship, nearly four now. Jesus, actually, when you think about it, mm. uh, that's what you've given me—a drug addiction and body dysmorphia. So you, you are welcome. Thank you very much for that. And a new uh, habit that I can't get rid of, which is lifting heavy circles to make me feel better. I <laughs> block out the emotions and pick up heavy things. Get it done. Uh, uh, look, first mate, whilst so, I try to find my questions. Uh, well, the first question, hold on. Let's have a one that'll be good for yourself. Uh, da, 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 da. Go on, we'll kick it off with this one. What is your worst experience that you've had with steroids so far? Ooh, touchy subject immediately. I love it. Um, yep. The worst experience. I wouldn't say I've like like I know steroids can be bad for your health and stuff, but I wouldn't say I've had a bad necessarily bad experience or something I didn't think was gonna happen uh with steroids. Like I say, I've only ran testosterone and anthate um at 300 milligrams is my is the is the most I've ever ran, really. I did run Nandrolone for like four weeks and that's when I had like a bit of an acne breakout on the back and chest. Do you remember? It was like dead bad actually. <laughs> no, I think back to it. It's cleared up now like, but I'd say, I'd say that's the only bad thing, but it, it's not bad though because I knew that was going to happen because I'm not an idiot and did my research and like sort of understood what can and can't happen and stuff like that. And after popping some AIs, um, it sort of stopped getting worse and then uh, went down to a cruise and it sort of slowly went away after all my hormones balanced, got blood work done, everything looked okay, so it just looked like it was a skin reaction. So I wouldn't say that was a bad thing. Um, I threw a shoe across my flat because I couldn't tie my shoelaces properly. That was... <laughs> <laughs> That's just your fucking horrendous personality, mate. You just can't control your fucking anger. <laughs> nothing to do with gear. <laughs> my road rage is a lot more aggressive now, I suppose. <laughs> Or, or people are worth it driving. One of the two. <laughs> no, I just I just want to diminish any facts that steroids do not make you a road rage knobhead, essentially. All the well, it, from my experience, anyways, because I'm still the most chilled out guy, I think, anyways, in my own personal opinion. But they don't turn you into a rager, they just accentuate what you already are. So if you're a knobhead before you start gear, you're gonna be an even bigger knobhead once it yeah. Fucking <laughs> Gary Gear over there. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would like. I've always been an That's angry yours. person, so uh, yeah, it was always just going to make me a little bit more angrier. But yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm an angry, angry person with other people. I'm just, I had to get agitated at um, small things. Like, I'll give you all an example because it happened previously. Oh, You're okay. all going to think I'm mental and I shouldn't be sharing this shit with you. But my wife gets to go through this on a daily basis. See this, right? I was trying to put this on earlier. It was it was a, a different one, so I was already finished, and I just couldn't screw it on. So I tore the boxing pieces. And the last little bit of 
liquid went away. That's how easy irritated I am. But I've always been like that. I get pissed off when I sneeze. So it's got nothing to do with the gear. I'm just a. I get a pissed off when I sneeze. <laughs> I do. I think I think sneezing, coughing, and especially hiccups is just a fucking inconvenience. It's my body. I don't want to be doing that. Why is it doing it? It's fucking annoying. You know what I mean? I know how to get rid of hiccups, man. I'm, a, I'm an absolute genius, man. I know, I know every trick in the book. But referring back to the question, oh, web, just so everyone's fully aware, guys, we're going to do this up and down constantly until we get this figured out. But it is a good question because what's your worst experience been like on gear? You don't know if they're talking about what's the worst negative impact you've ever had from gear because you're taking it, mm. or they're talking about the fact that you're now taking it and it's now giving you a negative experience. It's two completely different yeah. things. Yeah. But you've, you've nailed it at the beginning because whoever's asked that question, the first thing that you should be getting to realize, guys, is there is negative impacts with steroids. And yes, of course, there is positive impacts with steroids, but you've got to research both of them. If anyone that's listened to this, do us a favor, get the fuck off TikTok and stop listening to trend idiots because trend seems to be trending these days, which is oh, ridiculous. Fucking stop fucking mean, doing that. It's fucking annoying, man. Get some proper research done. Stop being idiots when it comes to gear. Stop shoving random things inside your system. Stop being an idiot. Gear, before you do anything, rule number one, go and get your fucking blood work done. Oh. I, I refuse, point blank refuse, I won't speak to anyone unless you've had blood work done. Yeah. If you want to talk about steroids, go get it done. If you're not, we've got no conversation to be had. We, we've both had conversations with people like that before. It's like, oh, well, you know, because I, it's not a secret that we both use gear. Like, we're very open and honest about it. I mean, you clearly very much do. I still look like a 16-year-old prepubescent boy, even though I've got <laughs> six times, even though I've got the rhinos amount of tests in my system right now. I still look natural as fuck. But the we, we've had this conversation like 100 times with people where it's like, oh, well, what stories do you reckon I should take? Or even or even looking at other people who are very transparent, which is awesome to see, but you see the protocols that they're using and they're just chucking drugs at stuff that they don't need to be chucking drugs at. And it's like, it, it, it's just, it, it's mind boggling to me because I didn't even touch gear until after like nine months, of like six to nine months of research, I was researching them. Like, what do they all do? The different esters, the different family trees, and um, like sort of, the negative you know side effects whether it be mentally physically damage it can have on relationships arguably you know my last relationship was ruined uh, because of the gym but that's because i was getting jacked and she was still getting fat um but... <laughs> shout out if you're listening to chris's ex <laughs> well your girlfriend's much prettier and much nicer anyway so it's okay <laughs> oh miss you did you, you had to kick her while she was down there the audience you're fat but your new lass is fitter fuck it oh, <laughs> welcome to in between the sets <laughs> welcome to in between the sets where the only the only pre-workout we need is depression and anxiety they're the only pre-workouts we need but no I, like i spent a very long time and consulting you as well because you were quite open well we met in the gym through a, a friend of a mutual friend of ours a friend of yours initially and you were very open and honest about it and it, it, at first i was quite taken aback i was like oh what a big fat cheat <laughs> you know i was like what a fucking cheater but then as you start to research and, and educate yourself a little bit more on it which is i recommend anyone do whether you ever want to take them or not like it's always something very good to have knowledge on because it's another topic of conversation you can talk about but the more i started to get into it and be like 
well, actually, the stigma behind them is is stupid. Like, yes, they're dangerous, but if you educate yourself properly, get a fucking coach who knows what they're talking about, or at least educate yourself. As long as you get your blood work done, there's no long term effects of low dose testosterone use of like you know between 200 and 300 megs a week like use unless you're one of those really unfortunate people that the second your job your balls never work again because it can happen that's one of the side effects which scared me a little bit when i was looking at it but it's it's all about what you want to what you want to gain from the use of them isn't it really and i do remember that conversation as well actually do we uh what happens if your balls don't start working oh well then you're going to be on test for the rest of your life mate is that an option yeah something that you're going to have to consider uh, yeah, it's the, it's a tricky subject, but worst experience on gear for yourself was your skin reaction and throwing a shoe across the room. What's yours? My, to know now? Uh, other than pinning injuries, because um, every now and then you'll hit a nerve. Oh, yeah, that's bad. But uh, other than that, I haven't had a bad experience whilst on steroids. I mean, obviously, there's, there's negative impacts that come off the back of them, but... I haven't had a bad experience whilst taking gear and I've had nothing that I can really go back to and go, that, that, that bad thing has happened because I was on steroids. It's not how it works. I'm fortunate enough to have a very good bit of knowledge on steroids and I've got an insane coach behind me as well that looks after my blood work and everything and builds my steroid cycle. So there's no reason, if you've got a bad experience and stuff or whatnot, throw them back out. I'll be quite interested to hear what you guys are talking about or what you're meaning by what is your bad experience on gear. If you're talking about things like fucking Decker Dick, which is a scene that used to be back out in the day and stuff or whatnot, if you're talking about shit like that, you need more research. You need to understand what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you really do. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about taking steroids, guys, and there's a lot of different information that's out there. I will be the first person to say that a lot of it's dated. A lot of it is outdated. Even if you go back to the... I'll not, I'll not shout out names and whatnot because they are absolutely incredible coaches and people and stuff, but there's information that's out there that's 10 years old. And in the last 10 years, we've made extreme advancements in steroid usage and how to go about it, how to stack your steroids and how to do it in a safe usage manner. Um, there is seminars out there that you can get a hold of. If you are going to be doing it yourself, get a coach or go to one of your seminars and understand what on earth you're going to be doing to your body. Otherwise, you'll end up with de- Decker Dick and you'll end up sending a question into two idiots on a podcast going, how do I get my dick hard? It's not a question still- you want to be asking. That that particular side effect or negative effect, as we're calling it in this sort of excerpt, is so easily avoidable as well. Because what a lot of people do, from what I've seen anyways, from my initial research, which at the time it was what, 18 months ago, my first August of 2021. August 2021. Do you remember the first time you pinned? I'd have to get one of my logbooks out to find out when I first pinned Jesus. It was the 1st of August, 2021. And I we were sat in my living room, actually, weren't we? You sat and watched me do it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, there's a throwback for you. Jesus, I completely forgot about that, if I'm going to be honest. I didn't kill myself. I was sitting there in my boxer shorts going... <laughs> I do remember that, to be fair. Because everybody, he refused to do his glutes, so he had to go into his quads because he's got the flexibility of a fucking cactus. Ridiculous. I'm super flexible now, though. Like, I, I, could, probably, I could probably do my glutes now, but I, I much prefer my quads. I really... like, and I'm, I'm probably going to get loads of fucking hate for that, but like, a lot of people say don't use the quads. But, I mean, I've never, 
ever had an issue pinning my quads. And I mean, I've hit. Yes, you have. Have I? Yeah, way, way back when you first started, every now and then you'd hit a nerve and you wouldn't be able to whack and stuff. For a little, for a little while, it oh, was it was oh, bad, but that was that was just a learning curve. To be fair, but that's oh. something that we should. That's a good point that you've just put, uh, brought up there, right? Because everybody, everybody seems to think that they know the right. Everybody seems to think I know what I'm doing. You should do the same thing as me, and it's just not fucking true. I would never pin my quads. I've done it a few times, and every single time, it's just went horrifically wrong. And yeah. you're over there pinning your quads all the time, like it's like it's no issue. I'd be an absolute idiot to turn around you and say, stop doing that, stop pinning your glutes. Well, Why? Yeah. Your quads are working perfectly fine. Everyone's individual. Right? It's like There's more than one way to skin a cat. Like You can pin in loads of fucking places, like your chest, your delts, your lats, your rear delts, front delts, side delts, your fucking glutes, your, your quads. I mean, who was it? There was a bodybuilder who used to pin in his traps. Yeah, yeah. Stick it in your traps. It's a nice, easy sight to do and what? Your lats and stuff. It's Remember just- when I used to so there's a learning curve, guys. This is all a learning curve. Um, you'll, you'll hopefully you won't experience it because you'll hire someone like myself or a wonderful coach out there that'll tell you how to fucking do this and not make these mistakes. He's made all, he's made all the mistakes already. Uh, can you remember when uh, I had to start pinning elsewhere? So I started pinning my chest and I stuck a... I was only on TRT at the time as well, like so it was barely anything that was going in. And pinning my chest, and I'm not kidding, guys, I went to the gym. And um, looks like you had boob implants. It was funny. Uh, whichever chest I pinned, it looked like a tit. I looked like I had a full-on implant going on. I don't get me wrong, it looked mint, <laughs> but on one side, <laughs> it was fucking awful. Was yeah, I, w- I will not be pinning my chest ever again. I'll not not be doing that. It was actually synthol you injected. You were just lying to me the whole time. Your chest was just. Uh, you just got it was fucking painful as well. That like okay, there's that, okay. That that would be it. That's my worst experience with gear. There you go. Bad pinning, putting it into places where it just they didn't agree with you. There is a eventually like your body, your, your sights will get used to it and stuff. But like there's everybody has it. There'll be certain sights that you'll end up jabbing at some point and you'll fucking regret your life. But it's part of the puzzle and it's a learning curve and you'll you'll eventually get there, guys. So there's question number one. Our worst experience on gear. There is no bad experience if you're doing it correctly. Things can go bad, but it's the only way that you can manage them is by getting your blood work done on a frequent basis. Yeah, uh, we'll probably do a different podcast where we'll actually sit down and do nothing but talk about gear usage. We'll yeah. just sit down, we'll talk about what needles we use, where to actually pin, what esters we use, why we chose those esters, why we chose that specific cycle and stuff. Hmm. We'll, go, we'll, break, we'll break it all down into a huge part of it. So if anybody is wanting to learn and understand a little bit more about gear usage, we'll do a full podcast where we'll just sit down, we'll talk absolute crap from the top to the bottom about gear and stuff. But we're not yeah. doing that in this one because I can't be fucking asked. The um, gear conversation bores the life out of this, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know, because a lot of my questions are fucking gear related. <laughs> are they? Fuck it, go on, have them what? What's your next question? Go for it. I'm going to choose a non-gear related question. Uh, it's a two-parter uh, okay. from, a, from a friend of ours. We're not going to do name shout-outs at the minute just because no one's probably going to listen to this episode. So once once we once we know we've got a few listeners, um, I think we'll start doing name shout-outs. But this is from a friend of ours. He says, um, why you started end goals, people coming up in the industry that you have eyes on. What I think he means there is, why did you start bodybuilding? Which leads on to a whole other question. But yeah, why did you start bodybuilding? I'm assuming. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, young man. 
Um, what are your end goals in the industry? People coming up uh, in the industry that you have your eyes on. There is also a second part to that question, but we'll go in. We'll probably go into that after you've answered after you've asked your next question because we need to make an cool. hour. <laughs> worth what's the, the what's the first part then? Uh, why did we get into bodybuilding? Yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, why did we get into bodybuilding? I'm gonna let you answer that question first because you've been doing this a hell of a lot longer than me. Um, I, for for reference, guys, I am 31, approaching 32. Chris is a young buck over there, 23 years old, soon to be 24. I'm 24, soon to be 25. You little prick. <laughs> See, I don't even remember my son's own fucking age. You know what I mean? But to be fair, I don't know any of my family's age. They're going to be listening to this, and they're going to go, and "That's true." He hasn't got a fucking clue how old any we are. I know that my mom's over 60, and that's about it. Your family's going to know that you're on gear. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, they, they already knew they already knew I mean, that's 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 a topic of conversation that we can go into as well about what why did i start here and stuff or whatnot we can do a whole other podcast on that because it's it's not a case i actually started taking right well that we'll do a whole fucking yeah, different yeah, yeah. Right, segment we'll, on that we'll that's the question that. but what yeah why, um, why did you start bodybuilding um or was it even bodybuilding you started doing initially yeah i mean fucking Straight back in the day, it was like, right, I want to look better. Well, no, I wanted to be better. I just wanted to be stronger at the time. So I wanted to go to the gym because it was just something I enjoyed to do. I used to sneak into the leisure center when I was 14, saying I was 16 and that, and throw some weights around. Back in the day when, like, 8 and 9 and 10 kilogram dumbbells were an absolute bitch. Um, unless you Reese Fit. Is that it? If you haven't seen him, somebody go to Reese Fit's Instagram page and ask him to reshare the picture of him at 14 years old. He's an absolute fucking freak, that human. Um, but now the... That's, I, I got into it because everybody everybody that I saw and looked up to was fucking jacked and fucking huge. And I was an absolute pencil. And I, I despised it. Absolutely despised it. So I wanted to I wanted to look a specific way. and <laughs> Which is mental when I think about it now. When I, when I literally look back and I go, I started, I started training and bodybuilding and stuff and whatnot. Because I wanted to look a specific way and I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be these characters. And then way, way back in the day, I'm talking about like Ryan Terry's competing at the UK BFF. You yeah. know, the I like the, the two bros don't exist at this stage. Men's physique are doing back double biceps and front double biceps on the stage. You've got the likes of Matt August, Yuki Lovado, Christian Guzman, way back in their day, man, proper children. They're educating us on how to, how to do training and things. And I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, hold on. I used to be so ambitious back then at 21. I want, I wanted to, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. It only took fucking 16 years for us to get half decent and happy with me. Goddamn physique. <laughs> Welcome to the world of bodybuilding, guys. Literally 16 years later, and I am just about to really start to come in my own in, in, in my physique, which mm -hmm. is absolutely mental. That's 16 years, guys, of a lot of mistakes. Um, Learn, learning how to actually how to actually do this because you mentioned it before there's a million ways to skin a calf that's true but there's probably three very fucking good ways to do it and if you do it those three ways you're going to make progress if you if you train a specific way and you eat a specific way and you you fuck about with this yes you'll make progress over six months but if you apply yourself and you do your daily non-negotiables the progress that person will make compared to the other will just be light years ahead. So I got into it because I was sick of being a skinny bitch. What about yourself, buddy? Oh, that's better. I've changed the view. Uh, whilst, you were, whilst you were talking there, I've changed the view of the gallery. <laughs> so I'm now not just a, like a little person in the corner. It's both of us side by side. So that might look a little bit better on the VOD. 
Um, oh. Yeah, I think what you've said there, though, taking you 16 years to get to this position, like, it's not overnight. Like, it's not even a six-month process. Like, some people do have ridiculous, like, transformations over six months, which, you know, hats off to them. But, like, this, the game that we're in, or constant progression and constant, um, well, just constant progression, really. There's no other way of saying it. Like, it takes a long-ass time. Like, I started training nearly four, four years ago in January now, and I don't look like how I thought I would look four years down the line. It's even even with the use of you know PEDs, a very low amount, but even with the use of those things, like I think I look good, but uh um I started thinking I'm gonna look like fucking Chris Bumstead in four years' time. Like, and that's what a lot of people go into training thinking that thinking is gonna happen, and it's just not the case. It's a very slow grind. I mean, there are genetic freaks out there. Which you've got that. you've got the genetic freaks. You've got the you've got the the odd one that will pick up a dumbbell and they'll just fucking get massive. You know what I mean? They'll do jumping jacks and they'll walk on the treadmill and the calves are huge. Yeah. Like you, you do have the odd freak of them that are out there, mm. but it's it's changed now. It's a completely different game. I mean the the education that you can get online now to how to get big is very easy to get a hold of as long as you follow the right sort of people. As long as if if you're into building muscle mass. This is and this is this is I'm only gonna say this once, guys. So really fucking dial into this. If you're in to building mu- mu- muscle mass, you want to, you know, change your physique and look absolutely fucking crazy. You want to look like like, like like a Greek god. If you want to get after that, stop watching people like Matt does fitness. They're not bodybuilders. Yeah. Stop watching people like Rob Lipset. They're not bodybuilders. Their training programs and their training protocols will be good for fitness and lifestyle, but it's not for bodybuilders. So stop fucking, you know, bitching on about I do sumo deadlifts because they do sumo deadlifts and starting to justify yourself because someone that's big does it. Fuck off. Follow a bodybuilder, proper bodybuilders, IFBB pros, follow their coaches. That's the best thing that you can possibly do. Find your best IFBB pros and start following their coaches. Get the educational pieces from them. That'll get you big. That'll get you massive real fucking quick. I'm only going to say that once. Yeah. I'd echo that, mate. Absolutely. I... I think I, I'm going to kind of answer the question in a different way. So I didn't get into training to be a bodybuilder. I got into training to lose weight. I was... Oh, yeah, back when. Now go and tell everybody how much you used to weigh. I was a fat mess. Uh, I had man tits. If I can find a picture, I'll, I'll, edit in, I'll edit it in over the top of this just so you can see. Oh, actually... I've got a, I've got a picture. Don't mind the fuck you. I bet you do have some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some very incriminating photos of me, I'm sure. I've got a photo of you with your pants off in my front room, actually. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, the amount of photos that you'll have of me to start bollock naked, because what you... Yes, yes, something fun to talk about. Um, but hold on, I will bounce back to your question, right? Because one of my questions things, uh, says, things people don't talk about when you're getting into bodybuilding, right? Someone's asked us one of these questions, and that's just led, led up quite nicely to it. Naked photos you have of your trailer partner on your phone. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Hashtag no homo, but the amount of times, right, that you'll, it could be in the middle of an off-season, or you could be shredding like fucking crazy. But there'll just be times where you'll be flexing, like you normally do in the house, and you'll look absolutely banging, and you've just got to show your trailer partner. You'll just take a fucking video, and you'll be like, mate, Look at this, and you'll be stark bollock naked, and nobody back an island, just between you and your bro. And he's like, Mate, you're looking absolutely top dog. Look at them abs, or someone daft like that. I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen you starfish, I've seen it. 
I'll see. You <laughs> well, welcome to Infantry the Sets, where we talk about Mercedes <laughs> Jones Starfish. Is what a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, so go on. You you got into it because you were what you were a man with tits. Yeah, so I was I was very fat. Like 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 I look back now and I'm disgusted in my physique. So I started. Uh, oh, hang on. Your free meeting will end in ten minutes. Oh shit! Oh, we'll have to we'll have to come back. So we'll have to have like a, a second part to this. So we've been on twenty minutes, but um, I once once this sort of half is up, we'll 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 just start a new meeting and we'll dive back in. Don't worry. Really. Um, yeah, I started training just to lose weight. Like I was dead fat. Uh, work. I worked in IT. Still working IT, but I worked in IT at the time, and it was like. For months and, and there'll be a lot of if a lot of people do end up listening to this they, they might be able to relate and is oh, start next week or the diet starts fucking end of the month the diet starts in january or whatever and you know what you know what's fun about that our mutual friend t- was telling me about this for ages yeah. for weeks he for was weeks. going oh one of my lads from uh from that I work with said he's going to come to the gym because for reference here guys the gym that we used to train at was next door to my training partner's uh, office at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris was supposed to be coming to join us for weeks to get in the gym. Carry on. For weeks, I, weeks, I was, like, just putting off, putting off. And I was working away at the time. And I, I was doing, like, I was very busy at the time. And I was doing loads of, loads of cool things, which I can't discuss. Uh, but um, I just kept putting off, putting off, putting off. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what, screw it. I was going to go into the gym. I was dead, like, you know, body conscious, you know, having man tits and stuff, wearing hoodies. Even if I was sweating my tits off, I'd have a hoodie and joggers on and a hat on. Like, I, well, like I do, like I do now, but the, the, it's, it, it's all just about getting in there and doing it. So that's what I did. Um, me, you, and our friend, um, who was my colleague at the time, who introduced me to Louis, um, trained for a while and it was, you know, it was going really well. Um, but me and you weren't really friends, really. We were just sort of like knew of each other and like, almost like acquaintances. And then Lamar disappeared. Um, I don't know where he went actually. I think I think he, he got another job. But I just I, I carried on going to the gym because I really I really enjoyed it. I saw value in going and my, my sleep was improving, my mental health was improving, uh, the way I was feeling about myself was improving. I was still fat, but I was I, I was improving massively. Um, and and just sort of going with the flow as you sort of do, and that kind of went on for like a couple of weeks, um, like like a fortnight, I want to say. And this is kind of going into the love story of me and you now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's tra- like, why did you get into bodybuilding? Hold on, let me tell you about a love story first. <laughs> I was into it because I didn't really know much about bodybuilding until I met you, really, but. The all right, so a couple of weeks go by and, I, and I, I'm going to the gym pretty much every day or every other day trying to get there and, and just making it up as I go in, like not really knowing what I'm doing. And I was looking for a bit of kit and I'd walked around this bastard gym four times. I'd I was walk- going to call you on this, you know, I was going to say he better get this story right because I can remember it like it was yesterday. Go on, keep going. I was walking around the gym looking for a, uh, it was a, it was a resistance machine. It was an RM uh, horizontal Row like a like a lap row. It certainly uh, was. What a fucking great row that was as well. It was fucking class. After that, I put a kit on it. Uh, it's like mm. I, I didn't appreciate it back then because I just thought it was like it. I, I didn't because I didn't really know how to train at the time. I was like, oh, this just hurts. 
But I was looking for that and I couldn't find it. And I was just wandering around and you were trading legs that particular day in the most annoyed fucking like just piss off sort of way just went took your headphones off and went what are you looking for Chris and I was like do you remember that that thing where we did this and he was like I was like yeah where is that and you were like it's over there and then I wandered off and then we caught up with each other after the gym and you were like what are you doing tomorrow are you training tomorrow and I was like uh yeah even though I absolutely fucking wasn't, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I wasn't going to the gym the next day. That's a fun fact I didn't know. That's nice. I like that. And you were like, do you want to train uh, a push session tomorrow? Because I'm training chest tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then literally every bar a few single session from then we trained together, which is the love story of me and Louis. <laughs> but anyways, I segued a bit back onto my, the question. So I started training to lose weight. I was 245, 247 pounds, fat mess, like 35-40% body fat, something stupid, right? And over the space of like sort of six to eight months, I wasn't really focused on losing weight through the guidance of Louis, which was just eat what you can and just try and get strong. And then once you've you know got a bit of strength behind you, that might be a time to diet. So that's what I did. So for the longest time, I was just getting stronger and trying to learn how to lift and sort of execute things, uh, execute lifts properly in correct form and stuff. I used to hate the hack squat. I used to fucking hate that. I used to hate getting depth. But now, I love it. Now my depth is... I question any fucker on the internet to fucking question my form and depth on any squat, hack squat, any movement at all other than, yeah, buddy Rose. Anything other than that get fucked i know my form's perfect <laughs> well well said well said to be fair as well played. um but yeah and then i lost loads of weight over the space of four months i lost i went from i went from 100 what was it 115 kilos or 114 20 something kilos down to 90 in four months i lost 20 we'll say 20 we'll just say 25 kilos between 24 and 25 kilos over between three and four months uh which was Awful, by the way. Oh, great, <laughs> or awful at the same time. Like it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done was doing that at the time. But I really started to get into bodybuilding. Like Chris Bumstead had just won the Olympia. And I was really getting into it. It was January when I started my cut, and I got into it to look better, the same as yourself, mate. Just to have a better physique, to look good naked. That is literally the only reason I got into it. I still don't look good naked, but. <laughs> But I'm strong, so it doesn't matter. That's true. <laughs> I'm strong on side days. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I'm stronger than a dad, so... <laughs> <laughs> I am the strongest member of my bloodline. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I probably am. Other than my cousin, who's a boxer, but I reckon I could... If I got a good spiral, I could send him into the atmosphere if I wanted to. <laughs> you know what? You know what's uh, a fun part of that? I'm going to add, add in a little bit to it. All right, we've got three minutes left for this half, so you add that okay. bit. I'll add a bit in and then we'll answer it on the next bit because why we got into bodybuilding is a hell of a good question, right? But everybody's going to have their reasons. Um, a lot of people that are going to be watching this might not be heavy into bodybuilding, but they might be into fitness and training and trying to look a bit better and get a bit healthy. Or we're heading into January and a lot of you guys might be thinking, I don't like the way I look now. I do want to look better. So what keeps you guys doing what you're doing now? And that is going to be a fun question to answer. So why we got into it, 
basically we want to look better. So same as everybody else. I'm not going to go on through the whole point of watch. I watched Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger and I wanted to be them. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, we all, but, like, everybody did, man. How we, every bloke walked, looked at them and went, fuck, you know, he's big. And you just, you, you like it. You like that kind of stuff. You either do or you don't really. Um, but why, why we still do it? I would definitely say I want me physique. To ch- I want to obviously become a professional bodybuilder one day, fingers crossed. Um, you know, every fucking deaf twat on the planet that is uh, lifted for a long period of time is probably going to say the same thing. Um, but I'm definitely giving it a good crack. Why do we keep on going? I'm going to cut you there because I'm going to quickly get rid of this one and then we'll dive into the why. Right. We'll be Sounds back. good. I'm, I'm, I'm debating. Do I go get high now or do I get high after the podcast? After. After. <laughs> after. <laughs> I can't deal with you stoned on podcast. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> we'll do that on a Sunday. We'll record a second podcast where we're just both stoned, just talking shit for half an hour. It won't be, it won't be, a... It'll be a shorter one because... I don't think I don't think our brains can cope with having to come up with an hour of the content stuff. Got, got a belter idea, right? We'll release this, and then anybody that does watch it, throw all your questions in at the bottom of this, right? And we'll answer them stone as fuck on Sunday. We'll just do a power power half an hour of answering yeah. questions, high as fuck. I'm game for that. Right, we'll be back. Quick, uh, quick pause for this ad break. And we're back. <clears throat> oh, yes. Yeah, so in the future, that'll be like a Manscaped ad or something like that. Yeah, we'll be talking an advertisement about get your apple juice, one litre of it. Sponsored by Tem- Monster. God, could you imagine? Sponsored by Monster. Jesus. I think Quah, that'd be insane. Isn't the only Monster-sponsored bodybuilder um, Lex Lewis? Uh, I think so. I do... I- I'm pretty sure I remember a time though that um oh god I feel like such a twat for forget remembering forgetting his name yeah fuck it it's gone way way back in the day can't remember his name uh, it'll come back to us at some point anyway uh, yeah what why? why did we why do we stay in bodybuilding why do you keep on doing it because bodybuilding's not easy guys it's twenty four seven it's absolutely nonstop when you when you take a you know, seriously, if you if you want to try and get onto the stage, it's a whole different ballgame. And it's really, really, really fucking hard. But something that might help you guys with staying motivated, staying in the game, what keeps you wanting to go there? Because realistically, you're not going to look the way that you want to look, your dream body. You're not going to achieve that in a year. You're just not. Unless you're a genetic freak, you're not going to reach that goal. But you will look a shitload better. You will, you will constantly get better, but you're always every, you're just churning over constantly. I want to look better. I want to look better. Why do you keep on doing it? Uh, I would personally see on my end of it, the reason, one of the main things that keeps me going on a consistent basis is, the, is that, that feeling. And if, if Jordan Peters is if the only person on the planet that I know that could actually do this is Jordan Peters. If he could do us a favor and he could somehow figure out the equation to put this into a bottle and sell it as a pre-workout, that fucking feeling of progressing an all-time PB on any lift, if you could take that feeling and put it into a bottle of the pre-workout, I would buy it even if it was a thousand pounds. I would save up for a year and I would buy that pre-workout because it is the one of the best top five feelings on the planet. Is definitely, I sound like uh, Arnie, I'm coming at home, I'm coming in the gym. You know what I mean? Like it, it is though. 
Yeah. It's one of the old time. Fuck a pump. A pump is fucking, you know, bollocks compared to it. When you go into a gym and you do an all time personal best, for those that don't know what that means, is you're now doing an exercise and you just lifted a weight for more reps or the heaviest weight that you've ever lifted in your entire life. It's such a good feeling. It is. I, I that's, what keeps, that. that's what keeps me going. I second that. It's like getting over like a really heavy stiff leg or getting under, you know, like a decent amount of weight on the hack squat or picking up 50. I'll tell you what, I was humbled a few weeks ago when I picked up those bloody 50 kilo dumbbells. I have never felt so light in my entire life. I didn't feel like I couldn't manage them, but when you pick up like something heavy and you're able to move it, it's it's almost this primal feeling that you get and you're like, I... Like the way I like to think of it is like if I had like a hundred kilos of something on top of me or like in front of me, I could just fucking press that out the way if I wanted to. Like that's the way I think it. But the, the, the reason I keep doing it, it's it, it's a very it's a very complicated answer, but I'm gonna simplify it quite a lot. If I didn't do it, I would go insane. It is now not it's a part of me now. It, it's it's very much a part of my life and part of my mentality now, which is getting up early, taking little Frankie for a walk. Frankie's my dog. Um, and then preparing, whether I'm working, whether I'm off for the day, whether I'm out and about, my day is centered and surrounded by making sure I'm in the best possible condition to go into the gym and absolutely tear it apart. And there's... You know, there's that saying of like, you know, people that work out, like make it the whole personality and stuff like that. And like their personality is the gym. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like there is. It's exactly the same as other people's personality. It's just, yeah. um, you don't, you don't match it and stuff. Um, the the yeah. stigma behind people like gym goers is slowly but surely starting to die. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I feel like it is in any way. It's still definitely out there, but a lot more people are accepting of it because it's just what people like people are more accepting about what you love to do and I, and I like that in the world now people yeah. just support each other like I absolutely love bodybuilding I want to become a professional bodybuilder but what's fantastic is uh throwing out an example um my incredible physio she's a fighter uh, she knows nothing about bodybuilding and I know nothing about fighting realistically but we have such a mutual respect for one another, one another because we're grinding our fucking face off to be the best we can of what we fucking love to do and that, that is what life is all about, guys. If you can be that kind of fucking person instead of being a twat, the whole world will get on a lot better. Absolutely. Just... Uh, no matter what it is, if you are if you enjoy something and you're semi-good at it, tunnel vision that shit. I did that with IT. Damn right. Um, damn, damn right. I mean, actually, having said that, there's a bit of life advice for anyone that's young out there and doing their fucking shit. If you love to do something, and it doesn't matter what it is, if you're watching this, it's probably going to be something to do with fitness. Um, but if you like knitting, darts, I don't really care. If you love to do something, do it all the fucking time. Yeah. Don't stop doing it. If, if there's things getting in the way to stop you from doing it, get those things out the way and do what you love to do. Over You'll never master- feel better. Over the masturbating. Over the masturbating or touching kids. Don't do any of that. Yeah, don't. Oh, I wondered how long it was going to be. <laughs> how long? <laughs> how long before it was going to get bad? <laughs> I was like, we're how far away? We're like forty minutes in or something like that. And 
a pedophile joke has only just entered the entered the conversation. <laughs> That's not bad for us, to be fair, though. That's not bad. But yes, guys, if you love to do something, fucking do it to the end of the earth. Do it until you fucking hate it, then do it some more because you love it. Just literally run it into the ground and then find people that love it as well and hang out with them and you'll 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 be much happier. I swear to God you will be. And it, don't be embarrassed about what you love to do. I'm fully aware I look like a complete cock in a suit because I've now got a funky shape on it. I just look like a bell end and I'm fully aware of that. So I don't get to fit in with certain crowds, which is fine. Fuck it. Who Our cares? I'll go find crowd. those. Yeah? Our crowd's the best crowd anyways. What more could you yeah, want? That's true. You walk through, you can smell the test in the air. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I can. I mean, smell- to be fair, we, we we do have a kind of jacked squad now. Like it is, it is, it is pretty cool. The the reason I'm telling people to do that is because I took the 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 big step in doing that a couple of months ago. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to jump on social media and I'm going to fucking scream about what I love to do. But because I started doing that and I started doing it heavy and ignoring everybody else. I've managed to meet quite a few people that are into the same thing and absolutely adore it as well. And I get to talk to them on a daily basis and they're into it, you're into it. So you're actually getting some positive vibes back and forth. That's the kind of shit that you want, guys. Just do it. You'll, there'll be millions of people that are into it. And before we move on from this question, there's another thing I want to I want to talk about with regards to why do we still do it? And that is, I think motivation is long gone for... For us, especially, well, I can only speak for myself, but for me now, motivation is no longer a thing. I don't need to be motivated to go to the gym or to get my steps in or to, you know, to 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 eat my food or to not eat food or whatever. I don't need to be motivated to do that anymore. It's very much a discipline now. I think when you do what we do for long enough and you train the way that we do, for a little bit of perspective, I'm wearing a, a JP jumper. We train very, very fucking hard and with absolute maximum intensity there is not a single working set that we do where we come off of reps and reserve ever ever maybe one if we're having a deload or if we're not feeling well or whatever there's little bits that you know where that does happen but 99.9 percent of the time we get off that bit of kit fucked for at least 30 seconds afterwards that I don't even know where I'm going with that. I just wanted to tell people that we're training really hard. But yeah, this <laughs> I love that. But uh, for guys, anyone that doesn't know what he's talking about there uh, with maximum intensity, reps and reserve and all that good stuff, if you want to know about that, ask the question down below and we'll do another podcast that's on it. Yeah. What was the second part of that question, by the way? What, why did we get into it? Uh, what was the other, What was the next Oh, bit? shit. I, we've already answered one part of that. Uh, I. Why you started end goals, I think we kind of covered that. You want to be a professional bodybuilder, which you hope uh, Well, the 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 the, the goal, yeah, the, the ultimate goal is to become an IFBB pro, obviously. But yeah. regardless of that, I am stepping on stage. That's why a lot of people get, get go wrong with like I'm gonna become an IFBB pro. Fantastic, crack the fuck on, go do it. We all say that. The point is I have decided and dedicated that I will be going on stage. I'm going to do that. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that will literally see they're going to do the same thing. Fucking do it. Just do it. We all want to be a pro at something or what we love to do. I'm just putting my money where my mouth is. That's the difference. <laughs> so end goal is to realistically stand on stage. Ultimate dream is to be an IF baby pro. Uh, that would probably be a better way to answer it. And what was the next part? It's the, the same for me as well. Like I eventually want to step on stage. Probably not Probably not 2023, mm. most likely 2024. And it's going to be a great day when you stand on stage with your fucking legs. Class. Yes, hopefully classic physique god uh, will be myself, but maybe men's physique, depends how big I can get. Um, 
But yeah, I, with regards to becoming an IFBB Pro, I'm not thinking that far ahead. My goal is just to step on stage. I'll reassess my goals when I'm in a position to do that. And then he's asked people coming up in the industry that you have eyes on. So people, amateurs, obviously, not pros or anything like that, but people coming up in the amateur ranks that we think are going to do really well. And I know damn well we're thinking of the very same person when uh, that question's asked. It's got to be definitely. It's got to be Lee Leroy. Has to be Leroy. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to message him and say sorry if we absolutely butchered your name on the podcast. But yeah, we'll not talk about because we we obviously follow a shitload of people on Instagram that are into the same thing, and I follow a hell of a lot of people that I will be competing against next year. So. Um, there's a lot of people out there that have got huge potential to turn in pros next year. But to answer the question who we're watching, it makes sense to speak about people that we actually know. Yeah. And yeah, I would 100% agree with uh, Leroy or Leroy. I'm pretty sure it's Leroy. But we'll just call him Lee. Everybody uh, calls him Lee. Ah, yeah, we'll just call him Lee. He is. Yeah, he, he's. If, as long as he brings in condition this year, he will he'll turn pro. Like, there's just. Yeah, there's there's nothing nothing wrong on him. Like he's literally a walking fucking god. It's ridiculous. Um, he's got ridiculous arms on him. Like I I think his his strong points are definitely his upper shelf, like his arms, his chest, and his belts. Like I think he's classic physique, isn't he? He's in the classic ranks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he didn't do classic, honestly, honestly, I'd fucking I'd spray tan myself and put the shorts on him and shove him onto a classic stage. I wouldn't let him have a choice. Like he'll he'll (laughs) dominate that. He's put, you know what? He's, he's he's properly dedicated to as well. You can see over the last six months, his pausings went from average to fucking incredible. Everything's in line. Uh, his shoulders are in line. His hips are in line. His flexing is getting incredibly well. Um, I've, I, and I've, I've, my personal opinion is, I think he's done it. I think he's put the size on. I generally can't. I mean, you can always be bigger, but that's that's the point. There's not many people out there that are competing for classic where you can go. You just need condition. A lot of them do need size. He fucking doesn't. He, as long as he gets utterly disgustingly peeled, like inside out, it, it'll be a case of, well, he's gone first, who the fuck's come second? Uh, it, I, I agree massively with that. I think as long as he can get peeled fuck, and I mean diced. He's got, he's got, to, be, he's got to be disgustingly shredded uh, in order to take out Patrick physique. It was a great year this year, this season on it. Like loads of the, the, the pros that came through. You could clearly see that last year everybody they was they were screaming for condition. Like if if you weren't inside yeah. out, they, you you just weren't you weren't getting looked at, were you? Absolutely, like condition and size. Well, not so much size, but proportions. That's what they were looking for. And you yeah, can with, especially in the pro ranks, you can see it with like look at the top four, Mister uh, uh, Classic Physique, Mister Olympias. You've got obviously Daddy Seabum at the top, but then you've got Daddy Seabum, <laughs> Terence Ruffin. Uh, Ears or Ears fucking I'm not even going to try to answer his surname but the Miracle Bear I, I call him I call him Earth just Earth U-R-S Ears and the idea what he's called and you know what it is if he listens to this which is very fucking unlikely good luck by the way mate if you are listening to this because you're a couple of days out from the fucking Olympia yes. uh, sorry for butchering your name but I generally think Leroy and I, I shit you not I'll happily have this recorded and have this podcast replayed in the next two or three years, because I generally think Leroy could be the next Terence Ruffin. He's just got that shape. Wow, He's just got the genetic... It's, 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 
it's a statement. It's an absolute statement to make, but he's got the muscle bellies for it. He really does. He's got the muscle bellies. He's got the fucking attitude. All he needs to do is turn fucking, like, we'll start winning shows this year, and he'll be a sponsored athlete. He'll start living the dream very quickly because he's an absolute fucking unit. And he's a nice guy. That he's is, the kind of person that you do want to sponsor. It's not a knob. That is quite the statement, like the next Terence Ruffin, the Geordie Terence Ruffin. That would be, to say that we know that dude and are pretty friendly with him, um, like that. That's that's crazy to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I reckon he's definitely going to do very, very well. Um, his proportions, his size, his symmetry, especially like once... Once we start seeing that weight come off, and once he starts prepping, it is going to be very special indeed. I would be very yeah, surprised if he, doesn't, if he doesn't turn pro in the next eighteen months. Yeah, the next year is yeah, one hundred percent. Next year is. Go on, mate. Oh, so I'm just saying, next year is yeah. He he's turning pro as long as he gets these conditioning, he'd be absolutely fine. Uh, like he's already top three now. The only difference is is getting absolutely shredded as fuck. Uh, was, um, which reminds us, yeah, absolutely. That, we're, we're running out of time, so we need, to, we need to smash through these questions. <laughs> we'll spend right. 45 minutes on two questions, right? You gotta talk shit. The next one's which shows am I doing next year? If any of you fuckers are deciding to compete next year and you write down these shows, bring it on. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you there. Um, my prep starts in May next year, so my shows are going to pretty much be from August and then onwards. I, my, I've decided I'm going to dedicate the rest of that year to just competing and competing and competing. The only time I'll stop is when I fucking win. And if I don't win, I'll sit down with a coach, we'll sit down, make a new plan, and we'll come back in 2024. Uh, but yeah, I'll be my very, very first show, and I'm, I've never competed before, guys. So my very, very first show is going to be our gym's local show, which is on the 6th of August. Which is going to be classed as like a as a warm up, uh, like it's just a little peak week trial one to see how things are going. So I won't be bringing my best of my best there, but we'll be we'll be learning what we can do from that one. So yeah, there you go, guys. My season will officially start from uh, the end of May, and I will be competing uh, August right the way through. I, so that's right. you've got no shows next year, have you? Listen, I can't answer that question just yet, but twenty twenty four. So we'll probably be having it. Hopefully, be having this podcast in a year's to, a year's time today, and it'll be a very different conversation indeed. Oosh. But uh, I, we, we shall see. But uh, no, I'm very, very excited. Speaking of people that I have my eyes on in the industry and who I think is going to do very well, and this is not just because you're my best mate, this is not just because you're my training partner, but I reckon Max would absolutely agree with me, um, your coach, uh, for those that don't know, Mirren Max, Max Mirren, Mirren.max on Instagram. He would agree with me when I say this, is you've got a lot of potential to do very, very fucking well in the amateur ranks next year. Um, and I'm excited, man. Having seen you and having mithering you for about three and a half years to compete, you've eventually decided to do it. Watching the transformation of you going from bodybuilding to lifestyle to hardcore men's physique bodybuilding now, it's been absolutely insane to watch and watch you develop and grow over the past sort of six months. Outstanding. All you need to do is add a little bit of size. You've got the shape. Yeah, what, 190 odd pounds right now at like fucking top? Uh, you 196 is my heaviest weigh in from last week. Yeah, the condition is disgusting. The plan is to get up to 220, 225 pounds by May, and then we'll start with shred from there. And 
a lot of pressure on there. I'm not big enough yet. That's just the be all and end all. I am not big enough to take those bad boys on, but I fucking will be. Watch this space. We will make sure you are. The the way we train, the style that we train in, the what for the fucking amount of food I've got to bastard eat will do it. Carbs you have to ingest on an hourly basis just because you're a freak. Um, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll do another 20 minute hit because I've got a question there where someone's asked, What's it like having a coach? And I feel like that's something I really want to delve into because it is it has been a fucking game changer. If anyone that has been following me for a while, you've probably, if you go back to my Instagram, because it's, it's still re- relatively new, there's only like, there's barely, there's not even 200 posts on there. So you should be able to flick back quite easy. Head back to my very first post. Uh, I made a new account because I got hacked. Look at the shape I was in then. And then compare it to now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fucking happy to see it. I'm proud to see it. Mind-boggling how much my body's transformed in the last 20 weeks. It's, it's absolutely not day. I'll tell you what we'll do. Because it is our first episode, I really don't care how long this is. Um, so we'll just, until we've answered all of our questions, we'll just keep going until they're all answered. And then... Yeah, make sense. Make sense. So we'll tell you what, we'll, we'll throw it in every now and then so everybody knows where we're going. So the next few questions we're going to answer, I've got what's it like having a coach, and I'll dive into that. And I've also got how do you choose your gear that you take? So that's the next two questions I've got there. Oh, and I've also got things people don't tell you when you get into bodybuilding. So I've got three more questions to get into. If you want to listen to them, stay fucking tuned. What else? What, are you, what else you got? I've got I've got another gear question. <laughs> I've got, uh, and we will answer these not right the second because we're, we're on one in a minute. But how how did you decide to start PDs? And are you glad that you did? Uh, will we be having guests on and what are our goals after bodybuilding but we'll, we'll, we'll go into them in a little bit but uh yeah, some, some fun questions there right uh, cool. what was what was i just talking about before that oh um, yes um shows and stuff i'm, I'm hmm. very excited to see you compete next year i think if you can add the 10 to 15 pounds that we're talking about you need to add bring your arm arms up a bit because you do have Compared to the rest of you, noodle arms, unfortunately. Um, I do, I do have noodle arms, guys. He's not uh, lying. Um, it doesn't look like it because he's lean, but if he was to <laughs> giving him half the excuse he fucking would, by the way, just just so we're all clear. Um, he's been flexing since the cameras come on. I'm surprised he hasn't cramped up yeah. yet. <laughs> just, just, you know what? When, when you're lean, you just constantly look like a dick skin. It's ridiculous. I was surprised you dealt some chest haven't cramped up yet from you being sat in the most muscular for the past 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just the uh, top, man. It's just the top makers look big. Hold on, let me get an angle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. I'll get a hard on, please. Um, <laughs> the, I, I, it's going to be very exciting to see you compete next year. I think out of the few... Because there'll be a few people in your position right now, which are they look very good. Um, they've got a cracking coach, and you're on that trajectory to grow, to grow and grow and grow, pretty much into a show, and then just pull a little bit off. I reckon the second a thousand thousand calories are taken away from you, you're just gonna just gonna tighten up and yeah. step on stage for that first show, whether it be the Viking Classic, whether it be what you said September, you're competing, aren't you? So yeah, so the. The plan will probably be get absolutely fucking like you just said there. The, my issue is not getting lean. My issue is putting on the size. Yeah. Uh, I reckon we'll be 
dice and shredded within the first 14 weeks realistically and then from there we can start playing games of right let's try and peak this nicely um so we'll do a peak week trial in august on the 6th for the viking show we'll see how that goes down and then um you don't want to compete and compete and compete quite uh, like close together uh, you can't uh, that'll give us a six week barrier yeah just just fucking runs your body into the ground so from the 6th of August, that'll give us uh, five to six weeks until the first proper big show of the season, which will be, it's not called the Arnold Classic. It's, they've just done announced it. It's like TRU or something or whatever the uh, expo called this year. Because Arnold didn't turn up for two years in a row because he's a big old fucking knobber. Shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Too, um, too busy driving his tank man and uh, feeding these donkeys, the little fucking lunatic. Uh, uh, but yeah, that will be the big fucking show that we'll go for next year, which will be... It's a it's a big one, you know what I mean? It's going to be a lot. Of, I'm pretty sure my coach, Max, is going to be competing there as well. Um, shout out to Craig. I know Big Craig's going to be uh, competing in that as well. He, he's going to look fucking mental next year. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the slightly terrifying thing that, uh, that I've got in my head because I watched this season this year. I understand what people were looking for and I'm trying to think, right, I can, I can go and do this. But the people that competed this year, they're still ahead of me and now they've got an off-season going on. So they're going to come back even bigger and better next year. I'm literally going to be a rookie out of nowhere, jumping on that stage and giving it a fucking go, which is really exciting. Um, but the one thing I have on my side is age. Yeah. I, a lot I, of people don't. Yeah. I'm a lot just, of people put it down. Like, don't be stupid. Your 24, 25, 26-year-old muscle maturity has got fuck all on mine, baby. Harry, hang on. Can that's, I, the, that's, that's, that's an old man going, leave me alone. <laughs> As I walk out of stage with my walking stick. Can someone get me a crane so I can lift up your massive ego and put it in a box? <laughs> that, that, I mean, a... To be fair, mate, I mean, you've got, you've got to have a bit of ego to do bodybuilding. Yeah. I'll, you've got to. That's another thing as well. Like, I I don't have an ego, by the way. I am I'm a fat mess, right? I'm a fat, <laughs> natural-looking mess who's on six times no amount of test of a human being, right? But... You kind of, when you're in the gym and you're lifting stuff, you do kind of get one, don't you? Like, you see people doing, like, like I mean, this could just be me. I could be an absolute bell end thinking this, right? But you see people doing certain movements and stuff, and you, like, I don't, one bit of kit that comes to mind for me where people like to ego lift, because I've been accused of ego lifting when I'm not, I'm just lifting, I'm warming up, actually, just saying. Um <laughs> <laughs> throw it out there that isn't even my top set the, the, the hammer strength for the plate loaded horizontal row you know the one I'm on about where people oh, yeah. hang on let me just get into this is a demonstration people get into it oh. they set mm-hmm. up perfectly they get in like this right they're standing up there's a seat but they're not using it Um, and they stand up right like this and they come all the way forward and it's almost like they're trying to pimp slap someone behind them by doing that, and they're just, they're just, <laughs> they're loaded up for a Tyson hook. <laughs> it's almost just like they've got someone by the hair and they're just punching them, but the whole body is moving like that. Mm. And then they're able to move four or five plates, but then, like, I'm just like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, like what are you actually moving there? And like, I start hating and detesting these people because the form is through the floor. I digressed a bit there. What was I actually talking about? Well, I was just talking about the fact that you've got to have a bit of an ego to go into oh, bodybuilding, yeah. but I've got to, I, I will openly admit, and I'll say it to anyone with the, when they ask is like, what's your plan when you body, when you, when you go to compete on stage, I'm not fucking going there to turn up and take part of it. You fucking idiots. I'm going in there to, co- to compete and win. 
And if there's anybody out there that's saying they're not doing that, they're lying. We are going up there, to, right? You're going to take the best package you can possibly bring to that stage. And you're going to try and beat that package every single year. That's our own personal journey. And that's fine. But we're going to win. We're, that's what we're trying to do. We hope our best package is good enough to fucking win. We're not being dicks to anybody else. We're not going to be awful to other athletes just because they came second or first or third or whatever. The, the chips fall wherever they may, but I'm fucking going to win. That's what I'm trying to do. I mean, massive shout out to Isaac Francis, who turned pro at the Arnolds. We were lucky enough to see that happen in person, and it was emotional. That Hell was, of a good show, that, was, that, like, unreal show. That was an amazing, an amazing thing to watch. Um, that fucking, uh, that back pose that he did, I don't know what he called it, I think he called it the eagle, actually, but fucking hell, when he turned around and hit that back pose, it was like, shoo! Wait, wait, we, were sat, we were sat in, like, the fifth or sixth row from the front, and we, as soon as he did that, like, he looked phenomenal, his midsection and chest from the front, phenomenal. The second he turned around, we both just went, that's it, he's overall all right. Like, no what one else... What a hell of a back no one else even came close. And you know what I think? You know what I think that was? His fucking posing. His posing yeah. was spot on. Like, I mean, out of the 8,000 people that competed in men's physique that weekend, because <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> out of, that out was of, a big lineup, wasn't it? Out of like the 130 people, maybe? Was, was it that? It, it might have been that much. I, I think there was 150 at the Arnold's 150 men's physique athletes. Out of the 150 people that competed, uh, I think, and I can, I reckon I can speak for yourself when I say this. We were probably impressed, or like, oh, that's a good seat by ten, by ten of them. I think there was a, there was a lot of good packages up there, but I would I would say ten of them had something that was impressive, and about three of them had the entire package. I uh, three of them were like, because uh, we picked them out. We picked all three of them. We picked the top three out uh, during their individual routines. They walked out one by one, obviously, which took hours. And that was my first ever bodybuilding show that I ever went to watch in person, by the way. That was pretty cool. Uh, That's not a bad show to first go to, like the Arnold Classic. That's not bad at all. That was kind of good. But they all came out one by one. And we literally saw everyone like, oh, he's all right. Oh, his condition's shit. Oh, he's got a pretty good back or whatever. These three dudes that came out, I can't remember the other two's names for the life of me because we were just so blown out by Isaac. They were second and third. (laughs) Uh, they were just second and third eye mugs. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, lads. Sorry. Uh, like, that is awful of words. That is, that is bad. But, you know, there was a lot of competitors there at the time. I, uh, was... Fucking hell. That sounds awful, doesn't it? They were second and third. Fuck it. We, uh, we move on. We move on. Second's first, last one. Uh, says me, I'm never going to win a show in my life, so I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I, I, I don't know yet, man. You pull the fat off you and we'll have a look how you look. We picked the top three out and, and, and that was it. Um, again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I need to get better at this. We'll go back to the question, but it's all good. So, anyways, that's that question. We're going to get better at this. We are going to get better at this. Next question Uh, from yourself, Hombre. Next question from my end is I'll dive into this one because I really fucking like this is what it's like to have a coach. I'll talk about from my experience what it's been like hiring a coach and moving on. And what will be really cool perspective for you guys is Chris can actually comment about what he feels like he's seen different when watching me go from no coach to a coach, because uh, we've obviously trained now for three, four years. And for the first well, literally three, four years, I've only been with um, Max now for 20 weeks. Um, Chris has obviously get to see what I was like beforehand and what I'm like after. So you'll have a bit, a nice bit of insight past my knowledge. Yeah. But 
uh, what's it like having a coach? It is fucking incredible. Absolutely outstanding. Um, the reason I got a coach was because I am my worst client. I am horrendously harsh on myself and I have the tendency to do more is more. And because if you mix them two there into a cocktail, it's horrendous because I'll look at my physique and go, you're not good enough. Therefore, I'll train even fucking harder, which is good in hindsight. But when you start taking this excessively, you just start getting injured and you start fucking yourself up and you start breaking rules like, ah, no, 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 stick my weight on. I can do it when I fucking shouldn't be doing that at all. Food abusing it like a motherfucker when I shouldn't be doing it and end up getting ridiculously fat in the in the pursuit of trying to get strong as fucking big as fuck. I broke every single rule that you should apply to trying to get big. I literally broke it all and just excessively went for, for, for uh, progression. Insert Max, my incredible coach, who is not only smarter than me when it comes to all this, but he, get, he makes me accountable. And it's, it's that, it's I'm handing over the reins to somebody else for them just to go, you do this and crack the fuck. All I've got to do is apply myself to whatever he tells me. And it literally doesn't matter what he tells me. He could tell, I was, I was joking about with him uh, six weeks ago because the progress that you made, I was like, Max, you could tell me to do CrossFit for a month and I would do CrossFit for a month if I fucking had to. Because no. I believe you. And I, I did beg him not to do it and he laughed at us. But that's, me, that's my point, like, he literally looked at me body and did what all coaches should do and just went, I know, right, I've listened to what you've said, I understand how you eat, I understand how you train, I understand your habits. Uh, I think one of the re main reasons he did take us on is because he knows I've got a huge amount of passion for this and he's just guided us the right fucking way and it's been nothing short of fantastic. So what's it been like having a coach? Absolutely incredible. Just all I've got to do is turn the fuck up and do my non-negotiables every single day. Just apply yourself and then feed it back to your coach and one of the best feelings on the planet and it's again if somebody could bottle this up and put it into a pre-workout it'd be outstanding but there is nothing like doing your daily non-negotiables right consistently progressing and getting better and getting feedback from your coach uh, that's that has the same amount of passion i wish i could i would i might do it in the future but at some point i'll play you guys some voice notes that i've had from my coach that literally make it tingle because there's not, yeah. there's not like getting feedback we all were. I heard him drop drop something in a voice note once. He went, "Fucking hell, mate!" <laughs> in that fucking accent. Fucking he is, hell, he's, he's absolutely incredible, guys. So, shout out to Max, my coach. Um, well, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put. There's only one person that will link into this, and it'll be his name. Because yeah. if anybody is thinking about competing next year, and I, like body transformations and all that is good, hire me. But if you're going, if you're going to go on, like compete next year if you're going to do a show i can't like recommend max enough he's absolutely fucking incredible and he's not just an incredible coach he's an incredible person he's got so much passion behind this you can you can generally feel it he wants you to do fucking amazing at this and it's hard to get that in a coach there's a lot of people out there that are full of shit that'll just take your money and he's absolutely fucking outstanding so having a coach excellent day accountability baby Absolutely. That, that sort of ties into what I was going to say about what I the changes I've noticed since obviously the years that we've known each other and trained together into what what things are now different since you've gotten a coach. So there isn't a massive amount that's different. We still train the same. 
although uh, the things we were training, uh, sorry, the, the exercises and compounds of choice were questionable, let's say. Bulgarian split squats can get in the fucking bin. Uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, that was a hard time. I am in the unfortunate position of me and Louis have the same things that need to be brought up. So his training plan, when he got it off Max, he was like, oh, so this is what I'm going to be doing now. I was looking at that going, that's probably going to help me in, in the long run as well. So we train the same things. We do the same. We, we essentially, I'm kind of getting coached off Max with training plans, but not quite. Because <laughs> I'm getting it through Louis because I train with him. Um, the proximity coaching. The proximity, and that's it. I, that's a really good term, actually, the proximity coaching. Um, but no, the, the things I've noticed is literally his is your daily non-negotiables. You're consistently hitting them now, whereas before, steps, you probably would have <clears throat> off steps every now and again. Like, you obviously... Nah, I didn't count steps previously, to be fair. No. We're all fairly active, but the, the steps thing, you just go, ah, fuck it, it's only steps. Or... Like, uh, I don't need to drink that much water today, or just not drinking water at all, or your daily supplementation. Obviously, for people that use PEDs, supplementation is a fucking massive one. If you, and I'm going to say this because the big man. No, hold on, we'll come, we'll come back to that because one of the questions is things people don't tell you about bodybuilding. Okay, come okay. back to that. We'll come back to it. But taking your supplements religiously getting your meals in religiously. I mean, you were up until I've been on FaceTime to you at 1.30 in the morning and you're just shoveling fucking food into your mouth. I think we calculated the, the amount of food that you eat in weight every day is like five kilos or six kilos or something stupid like that. But that it, was that was before the price, the, the food increases as well. Yeah. There's oh, a, that's not just food guys, that's water as well. But yeah, there's yeah. about six kilograms of substance going into my body every day. Ridiculous. But just hitting that consistently and having someone to be accountable for, it's like I say, you yourself haven't changed, and the way that we train hasn't changed. It's the, it's the little things. It's the little things where you feel like you'd let Max down if you didn't do that, or like, it, yeah, it's just little things, and you treat it more like a job now. You've got someone to be accountable for. You're paying someone to look after. Actually, I've just thought of that now. You're paying someone to look after you, essentially. He's a, a glorified carer for you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but he looks after all the training side of things. You don't need to stress. We, you, don't need to stress about training anymore. That's an, that actually is a massive difference I'm just thinking about there. Whereas before, we'd be like, oh, we need to train this to do this or do this or, or, or get bigger. We need to add on size here, so we'll do this. All you need to do now, and I have to constantly remind you of this, by the way, for everyone listening, I have to remind him of this at least twice a week. Stop <laughs> worrying about this. Tell your fucking coach who you're paying to, to look after you. Tell him, and he will sort it for you. Whereas before, you were like, "I'm not, le- I'm not getting lean quick enough. I'm not getting bigger quick enough." You feed that back to your coach, and he will figure that out for you because he's smarter than you in that regard, and probably most regards really. I think most people are probably smarter. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway. Nicely put, but there's a there's a there's a reason behind it as well. Um, about it anymore, which is what I'm saying. Like that's the one thing I've noticed is you're not stressing about training, other than obviously not progressing, which is very rare. But like if if things stall and that happens, and that you stress about that, obviously. But your weight, your look, and things like that, you don't need to stress about that anymore. And it's very visible that you don't stress about it as much. 
you still stress about it, obviously, because it's your body and your progression, but the level of worry there or the level of thought behind what you're doing and how you're doing it isn't as much as before because yeah it's trusting the trusting the process he uh max really put his money where his mouth is and i remember the first six weeks uh, with working with him and i was like fucking hell i've changed so much changed so much in six weeks it was only six weeks it was not it was like it was like you blinked and you missed it you blinked and you missed change it was ridiculous i'm gonna stop us there because I need to make a new meeting, so stand by. Okay. Uh, we've got like a minute left, so I'm gonna make. A, I'm gonna quickly make a new meeting, and we'll come back and we'll carry on. Sounds good. Who's next? And we're back. And we're back. So we're back. We've had a nice big change with uh, coaching. It's been incredible. It's been awesome. It's been beautiful. What was your next question? It's a fucking gear one, isn't it? It is a steroid one, but I, I think we can answer that all, that one last. Um, will you guys be having guests on? So, I'm gonna answer, get big enough. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll answer this first because that is a is is very much a long shot from now. Like we might have some friends on once we start to get a few listeners. We'll have people that we you know have trained with or know of who are fairly well known within our sort of gym circle. So that's another thing which people might not mention. Um, and which this kind of feeds into your question later, but you you get to know how small lifting communities really are and how tight knit they are. Everybody knows each other, and we've trained at three different gyms over the past, like sorry, our three main gyms over the past four years have been within a five to ten mile radius of each other, right? But Everyone knows each other from each gym. Like you'll see powerlifters, you'll see bodybuilders, you'll see the average daily gym goer. Like they frequent all these gyms, and everyone speaks to each other. So we know. Yeah, I, I, would, I would I would say everybody knows of each other. Not everybody speaks to each other. That, that which is, uh... Everyone knows of each other because we know people from. We train at Viking Gym in Heaven, but we used to train at Vision. But people from Vision know people in Viking, and people from Viking know people in Vision. People that used to yeah, that's that only happened because we moved to Vision. I was just about to say, <laughs> people who used to train in Vision now train at Vikings, so we'll be getting a sponsorship from Viking Gym Heaven or at least some merch. I hope. Can you uh, imagine that would be sick as fuck? That that would be cool. Having yeah. said that, though, on a very very serious note, because you know I'm not sponsored by anyone, and fuck off, I can say whatever I want. Viking Gym shits all over Vision Gym. I'll happily say that. Get quoted on it. Any time over, it's much better music. The fucking it's owned by people that love bodybuilding. Dan and Danny, shout out to you guys. They're fucking incredible. And one of the examples is of why it's an incredible gym and why it shit all over vision. Is I went up to I asked the owner, um, would he be able to take the the guards off one of the uh, the machines in order for us to put a gym pin on? Because you know sometimes they've got shutters over in front of the cables yeah. and the the pin would just smash off the cable. Yeah. The day the day after that was done, and he took them off the entire section. So it was a full cable section. He took the banners off all of them, so we could get a gym pin on every single side of them. Yeah. That is a proper gym. That is a proper gym owner. That's how it fucking should be. Literally asked a question. Yes, I can do that. The day after it was already applied and it was done. You can't you can't ask for anything more than that. You the, the guys want you to do incredibly well. Um, they don't just they don't just want your money, and you, you can't you, you you can't it's invaluable that it really is you can't put a price on that. It, it is it's a great atmosphere in there as well. I, I, like we've been hold tra- on hold on hold on before we go through that. 
anybody that's thinking about switching gyms fuck off do that in february because i've got a really big month in january and i can't be bothered for the gym getting chakra as fuck so we'll stay in vision for the first month then come over in february the, the new year new me gym goers for three weeks we're actually gonna have to deal with that for a little bit there's something i never thought i would end up hating is <laughs> people trying to bet themselves in the <laughs> Yeah, because bet yourself. Just, just do it. Just do it when I'm not there. <laughs> because I'm gonna be standing there waiting for the for the fucking Smith machine for like 25 minutes. Because I'm not gonna say that. Actually, I was gonna be really fucking mean there. <laughs> I'm no, not, I'm not gonna, gonna say that. Gotta, but like, gotta keep it slightly PG. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be nice to everyone. But like, no, all power to you. But at least sit, stay consistent because that's the thing, isn't it? Our gym is probably because. It's it's a it's a good look well located gym, but I think to know about it you would have to be in the fitness industry or fitness industry, like into fitness to sort of know of it being there. But you you'll only find it if you stick in bodybuilding gyms in Gated. Uh, if you stick in that if you stick that in, you'll find Viking Gym. If you put in gyms, it prob it probably won't pop up. Um but that's that's the good thing. Uh, yes, they don't have a car park and stuff and whatnot, but in my eyes, that's also another good thing. It stops the riffraff people trying to turn up. Um, that just... I can't, I can't deal with the with gyms being crowded. Like Vision is a massive gym, right? Huge, fucking huge, right? You can never get any equipment there. There's two bits of every single of equipment of every single bit of equipment, right? Like at least two versions of it for most things, okay? There's five Smith Smith machines there and six squat rack, eight sorry squat racks. Never could get on one, ever. That's true. Never. Yeah. It's mad. Whereas Viking Gym is pretty much someone's house, which has been decked out into a gym. Right? <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, I we very rarely have to wait. Like we might have to wait like a minute or two for someone to finish up the set. But it's a different class of people that are in it as well because because when I say riffraff, when I mentioned that before, I don't mean the people that go to the gym and trying to get fucking fit and healthy and stuff or whatnot. Everybody should be allowed to do that. What I mean is by the people, the riffraff of people that just fucking cause carnage, the tiny people that when you go ask them how many sets they've got and they look you dead in the eye and go, six. What? How have you got anyone six doing, working sets? Anyone doing six working sets can get in the fucking bin, by the way. That is stupid. stupid. We are fucking... We just proper tailed off there and abused the life out of a few gyms in uh, the in the northeast yeah. for, on our first podcast. Can you brave that? Will we be getting anyone on? Probably not anytime soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, that was bad. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. One day, maybe. Until then, no. Uh, in the um, future, we'd love to get um, some local lifters. Like we were just talking about Lee before. We'd love to get Lee on and speak to him, find out his plans and stuff. That might actually happen sooner rather than later. We don't know. Uh, because I would actually like to get his thoughts and have like an actual sit-down talk with him, his thoughts on the season next year and what he's going to do. And Just because I'm a fan. like I, I'm, I'm a genuine fan of Lee's um, and, and want to know what he's up to. Um, oh, no, a... To be fair, that, that's a fucking great idea. I would class just to sit down for an hour and chew the shit, talk about the shows that are coming in. Just tell um, them a thousand listeners a week. Just, just, just lie to him. Just say, let's just lie. Money. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what, we'll, we'll lie and we'll see. We'll charge him 200 quid to come on the podcast and you'll get loads of followers off the back of it. <laughs> yeah. We'll anyway. charge him 200 quid. Yeah, we'll charge him. 
he's, you want to come on my podcast, you know, and we'll have millions of people see you. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm not, right, next quite, question. That's a quite a good monetary game. I think we should do that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Right, next Things question. Things people don't talk about when you get into bodybuilding. What are the things people don't people don't warn you about when you get into bodybuilding? You already know what I'm going to say because it fucking drives us mental. Uh, the thing which surprised me, and this really fucking hit home for me, is because I've always been, I've always liked my supplements, right? I've always liked my greens powders and shit like that, and my fish, my omega threes and EAAs, even though EAAs aren't essential. Um, the you're non-essential amino acids. Uh, you're not that essential amino acids. Um, like your creatine and stuff. Like I've always loved that. I jumped on gear, uh, <laughs> pretty much lost loads of weight. Jumped on gear, um, and then didn't realize the amount of the amount of supplements I needed to take in order to not die or in order to seriously affect my health. And my eyes, not were opened, but I had a a verbal slap to the back of the head by none other than um, Joe Brightman. Joe Brightman. Shout, shout out to Joe shout fucking Brightman, Joe the Brightman. man, the myth, the legend. I was... I, I wasn't floating in cash, but I, I was skint, essentially. I was skint, and I had a quick question with... Uh, I, I was going to ask Louis Blackmore, who's absolutely brilliant guy, by the way. Absolutely. Shout out to Louis Blackmore, you fucking legend. Prep, he's in prep right now. Uh, he's going to compete in March. Man's going to be insane. He's a hugger. Hugger, which surprised me. He loves, is. Loves okay. a um, but I it, I was speaking to him about it and he was like, ask Joe. So we, we go over to Joe and I was speaking to him because I wanted something for my heart, like to make sure that my heart doesn't grow three times the size and I have a heart attack in three months' time. And he said, well, what I would recommend is get Astrag Flow. Uh, from, this is all from Supplement Needs, by the way. Uh, use code... Uh, well, oh, I was good at... Fuck, what's our podcast? Use code... In between sets. <laughs> I was going to say use code set, set 10 at supplements needs. <laughs> supplement. B, B, BTW set. BTW. Big telly one. Is that what BTW stands for? Between? BTW? No, BTW stands for big telly one. Shut the fuck up. I've been using that for years as, as in between. Are you serious? BTW, big telly one. That's where you put porn on the, fr- on the telly in the front room and have a wank. That, that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> for years I've said BT, like I've shortened it down just to BT, BTW well it's that's also shortened for by the way not in between oh my fucking business no wonder oh, got nobody such talking. an old man aren't you this <laughs> actually 45 mentally you've already <laughs> had a life crisis you, mentally you've claimed your pension already I can't believe that Oh well, there's something new that you've learned. Anyways, you keep uh, me young, so, you. Joe Brightman, uh, we will fucking we keep segueing, and it's absolutely hilarious. I can't wait to listen to this back and just see how. <laughs> I'm gonna put a little counter in the corner of segway count and just. <laughs> it's gonna be like in the double digits, but I right, Joe. You know Bright- what you'll have to do? You'll actually have to put on a little timestamp of question, uh, question asked, and then a timestamp question answered. <laughs> oh, fuck that. That's way too difficult. I'm. I'm... <laughs> This is just a hobby, all right. <laughs> no, so I was speaking to Joe, and I was like, I need something for my heart, and like because I, I'm just mindful that I don't feel like I'm taking enough supplements. I don't feel like I'm taking what I need to be taking. I've done a bit of research. I watched Louis. Shout out to Louis Blackmore again. Go watch his video on supplements that he takes. 
it obviously is individual for everyone, but he covers a lot of supplements and covers what they do and what they're good for, uh, much better than we ever will be able to. So go shout, go go look at his YouTube video. I think it's from six between like nine months ago or something like that. Just go take a look. Um, but Louis Blackboy and uh, supplements. And by the way, guys, we're not sitting here trying to flog this off uh, and whatnot. And else, also for the future, if we do ever get a sponsorship. This it's not fucking stuff that we're just flogging around trying to get it get get it to make some money and stuff and whatnot. Um, the Chris is getting to a point here. Yeah, what things don't talk about in bodybuilding, the various supplements that are a fucking necessity, mm-hmm. and that's and being serious with that a necessity. If you do not put them inside your system, especially when you're on anabolics, you're killing yourself. You're already killing yourself by injecting. If you don't take these supplements, you're killing yourself even more. Uh, like rig, let that ring in your head. Put do do us a favor. Cut that bit and replay it so the fuckers hear it. That's um, gonna be our ex, our extra. Take your supplements. Eat your vegetables. Take your supplements. Eat your vegetables. If you don't like ve- vegetables, drink your greens powder mugs. No, if you don't like vegetables, stop being a fucking child and eat them. I you've don't... got you've got no excuse. If you're on anabolics, take your supplements and eat your fucking vegetables. You've got no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. When was the last time you had a mushroom, Louis? Fuck you, I don't like mushrooms. They oh, are not whoa. fun, guys. Stop being a child. Eat your fucking... Well, that's actually a fungus, isn't it? Uh, anyways... Oh, my fear just ran out. What a... I'm going to try... Mine's just done the same before. I'm going to try and get to my point without waffling on too much. I went to Joe, had a chat with him, and I was like, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling. Um, I'm mindful of it. I don't think I'm taking enough. This is what I'm taking. What would you recommend I take on top of this? Or words to that effect. It might not have been those exact words but i was like yeah this is what i'm doing he's like astrag flow and the cv stack perfect that's that's what i would be taking if i was you and i and i went because i was kind of skinny at the time i went "Ooh, how much how much is that like because that's going to be expensive isn't it because i like i'm not stupid i know supplements are expensive and i knew this when i jumped onto gear but i didn't quite realize how expensive they'd be anyways i'll leave on to that um he was like, people that spend the money on steroids and can't be bothered to spend the money on the supplements needed to take them shouldn't be spending money on steroids at all. And he looked me dead in the fucking eye when he said that because he he has probably seen way too many people who were obviously much less optimal than what I was doing, but just jumping on gear and not taking steroids and, and going downhill, getting all sorts of like heart issues, liver issues, cholesterol issues. Yeah, fucking your bollocks shut down. Your natural production of testosterone shuts down. That has effects on the body. You need to counteract these things, especially blood pressure. Blood pressure is a massive one. You need to stay on top of that. Um, cholesterol as well, massive. And that's what these that's what these supplements are designed to do. They're to help combat that because you're actively killing yourself when you're taking these supplements and you need when you're taking gear and you need i'll i'll, I'll flip that you're, you're actively killing yourself but you're um actively enhancing yourself and when you go to an enhanced part of you if you enhance any part of your body the rest of it will also be impacted by it so you also need everything else to get up to that level so if you put your testosterone up here everything else has to fucking follow yeah. everything else needs everything needs extra care it, it makes sense if somebody's bigger they need more food if you put something inside your body that makes something else happen, you need more of everything else. Otherwise, you will literally start to deteriorate and die. Well, there we go. So that 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 brings me to my point, which is supplementation. It it's kind of like what nobody told you about bodybuilding. Like this is taking bodybuilding seriously. This is with the introduction of PEDs, 
with the, you know, the, the training intensity and the goal of stepping on stage, becoming an IFBB pro. For a natural person, it's probably not on the same level. But for me personally, no, what no one told me about bodybuilding or taking it seriously and jumping on, you know, to perform enhancing the drugs is the, the supplementation behind it. The vital supplements is a minimum. And I think I calculated this once just for the basic supplements. And this isn't going overboard and taking all, you know, the cool shit. This is just the basics. 130 odd pound. I think it was 137 pound a month or something like that. Just for the basics, I'm taking maybe 22 pills every single day. And, and most of them are in the morning. It's like a mini meal. It's like meal one pills. I call it a snack. A snack. It's like, snack. A, like a, a fistful of pills, making sure you get it all in, just so you can stay as healthy, healthy as possible. And I'm not even pushing massive doses either. I'm on a I'm on a relatively low dose, and I'm not using compounds. When you start adding compounds and you start upping the dosages, that number of pills gets higher because there are more things you have to take in in order to stay relatively healthy because there is a healthy way to do it there is a there's a healthy way to blast gear but oh i mean there's there's yeah i know there's no it's a safe way sorry a safe way to use gear safe health health safe health it's health spell health spell h-e-l-p-h oh p-h let's put a disclaimer out there we're not doctors no we're not advising you to take steroids at all but we are fully aware that people do it and people will ask questions to do it. Yes, we do take it ourselves. Yes, you can ask us questions about it. Um, but if you if you want if you want to ask if you want to ask, ask a specific question about gear for your usage without blood work, the answer is no. If you want to ask an educational question, fire away. But other than that, no. If you're asking what do you stack with what or how much of that do you take and all that random shite, the answer is no. Yeah. Go get your fucking blood work done. I'll, and I will I will do this. I'll do it for anyone. If anyone's got blood work done, you want someone to have a look at it, send it through. Let's have a conversation. I'll happily do that. I don't mind doing that. But, yeah. That, we're just going to throw that out there. So, so, so you're that, saying the price why. of supplements. Not the price of supplements because, like, I mean... Or the amount of them. <laughs> the amount of supplements that you have to take. Mm. That, that you should take. Because you don't have to take them. But... Yeah, a, a, a prime example. I'm not going to take my laptop through to the kitchen because I've got a big cupboard dedicated to it. But um, I, my, my cupboard looks like Chris Bumstead's latest video. It's just bottle, 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 pills, pills, bottle, bottles, protein, pre-workout, bottle, bottle, bottle. <laughs> so, well, maybe not pre-workout, actually, because uh, t- I, I, I steal yours at the minute. But um, all right, so, so mine is the, the supplementation side of things in order to be optimal, even if it's just 1%. I'm just the, I would probably say, I would probably say the change that it has on your life. So I, I'm not a super confident person, don't get me wrong, but since I, since my, I'm not a super confident person, but I'll sit here in a red jumper and a yellow hat. This hey, is Paulie. this is all coping mechanisms to deal with the fact that I'm talking to random people right now, and the fact okay. that people can see my hairline. Um, the I'm not a confident guy, right? But the impact that lifting and bodybuilding has had on me as a person makes my day to day life easier. I go to the gym and I absolutely fucking destroy myself, and I watch you destroy yourself. Nothing else is hard after that point. Going to walk the dog isn't hard. An issue at work 
doesn't really matter. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable, which is a saying that we've been saying for a long time now, generally, genuinely makes the rest of life easier and better. Big stresses I no longer stress about anymore. Like, people not talking to people. My, my social circle is sitting right there on the screen. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right? I don't care. Um, other than my family. My family don't count with my social circle. But my social circle is Batman right there and my other, my other mate, Ben. Right? That is it. And I'm quite happy with that. A lot of people might stress about that. I just don't care. My main focuses are getting up, steps, food, work, gym. That is it. That is it. And life just becomes so simple when you just when you when you boil life down into those. And I didn't I didn't think it would have this much of an impact on me. Since I started training, my life has gotten considerably better in all areas. Relationships, my uh, my professional side of things, my physical well-being, my emotional well-being, how I see myself and what I think I'm capable of. I never You would... are welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. Um, no, I, 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 I could never have imagined getting under two, you know, two plates or more, or getting under fifty kilogram dumbbells, or even talking on a podcast with my with my best mate about what we love to do. Like, it's the impact on my life with with, with regards to lifting and my social circle has been mad. But um, yeah, no one told me that would happen, and I guarantee. Anyone that's done it for as long as we have, or well, for as long as I have at this point, and has done it properly and actually applied themselves and put effort in, would have the same answer. Or something. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. Someone that has put in the, ma- the maximum effort for a good couple of years, they'll, they'll, there's no way that they'll be able to turn around and go, no, over the last few years I've made no progress and it's been a detrimental impact to my life. It's not going to happen. Every single person will say yes it was the best decision I made to, to continue doing that Yeah. Absolutely. and again guys it's the same situation regardless of what it is I'm not, we don't, it doesn't have to be the gym you can be a boxer you can be a fucking skier you can be a knitter fucking who cares do it as much as you can until it fucking kills you imagine if you could die doing the thing that you love uh, I've seen some videos oh yeah have you seen, have you seen the videos of those people, people's knees inverting on the leg press and stuff no, I mean, none of that. We're not getting any of that on this podcast because it makes us sick. <laughs> uh, things well, no, people don't did, tell you about. What did no one tell you about? Give me two. I, I gave two, so you give two. Um, nobody tells you about... Okay. Everybody tells you how much food you got to eat. Nobody tells you how much you shit every <laughs> single fucking day. There, there you go, guys. You want to want to be a bodybuilder, do you? Yeah. You want to you want to get fucking massive, do you? Yeah. Get lots of toilet roll. There you go. There's a fun fact for you. That's go get lots and lots of toilet roll because all you do is shit and eat all day. If you're not eating, you're shitting. If you're not shitting, you're eating. Then you're training. It's just it's just never ending. That work got super mad at me once. So when we first started training, well, not when we first, but after like a year of training, and I was pushing to get dead strong, and I was trying, I was eating like every two and a half hours to achieve maximum protein synthesis. I took like six meals, well, I took four or five meals to work every single day, all chicken, rice and broccoli, obviously, because um, I knew nothing about nutrition back then. But the I people would get mad because I'd be shitting constantly. I'd have like four or five shits a day because I was eating probably four, between three and a half and 4,000 calories a day, like just eating and drinking, eating and drinking, pissing, shit. Yep. Drinking. It's absolutely 
fucking mental. You yeah, yeah, it's just there's there. That's that's something that nobody will ever probably talk about ever again as well, because obviously it's not a very fun subject. But I, if you want to be a bodybuilder, prepare to be going to the toilet quite a bit, yep. quite a bit. Eat a lot, be very bloated, and take lots of dumps. Mm, yeah, as a positive one though, uh, what people don't tell you about when it comes to bodybuilding, it is an incredible feeling when you get to a place where your body is quite literally its most optimal performing machine. Um, when I, when I, what I mean by that is quite, there's a lot of, the, I don't know what the fucking percentage would be, but the amount of the population in the world that will never get to experience. So they might have, when they were younger, you know, everybody was a kid once upon a time, used to run around and play football and all this random fucking shit. I get it. But getting your body into its prime, and I don't mean physically, like obviously, I don't I, like I don't mean um, aesthetically. I mean generally, physically. Like you get your body fat into a really good position, you get your cardiovascular system up to a very good position, so you can go for walks, you can go for runs, you can go for sprints, you get strong as fuck. It is an yeah, it is an unbelievable feeling being like that. Nothing stands in your fucking way. Um, sounds stupid as fuck, but I was unhealthy. Yeah, but. You're like a god amongst men. Yeah, yeah well, kind of. You, you just don't fear anything anymore. Yeah. You, you, you lose a massive aspect of fear because of how well your body's training. And you, your body gives you feedback. Like, you can generally, and when you're hungry, you generally know if you want to eat some protein or carbs or if you need to get a bit of fat in you. You can feel it. You can generally feel your body going, you're snackish. And you, you could have a snack of carbs and it won't touch you. So you're like, I better get some protein. You, you, know, you know what to put inside your system. It's absolutely mental. Um, I would say, if anyone is floating about with the idea, do it. Like, for ne- next year, dedicate three to six months of next year, of 2023, of doing the non-negotiables. Get yourself a fucking coach and do this. Because at the end of the six months, you'll be in the fittest shape you've ever been in your life. And you'll enter the summer, and it doesn't matter what you do, you'll feel incredible it sounds stupid but i first realized that um because i was like i was lifestyle before and, I, and then changed obviously to athletes because i want to compete i had to run from a barber shop all the way through newcastle city center to get to my car because the parking ticket was about to run out and i ran the whole thing and i didn't run out of breath i sat in the car turned the engine on and i literally it hit us then fuck me i am fit i, I would normally like when was the last time that you ran Louis says that to himself in the mirror every morning. Literally, fuck, fuck me, you're fit. Um, but I, it was, it was a mental feeling because normally you'd be completely out of breath. I mean, it's like literally, go get, go get your group of mates. Ali is go out in the street and fucking sprint or run or have a race and find out who's the quickest and quickly realize how, how generally unfit you are. Mm-hmm. Or anyone that's listening to this podcast, if you've got stairs in your house, run up and down them stairs five times. I bet you breathe like a fucking arse. 100%. Imagine what it would feel like to be able to do things like that and have, like, break sweat. It's a me- it's a really crazy feeling to feel like you can do anything. That that kind of reminds me of when I lost all that weight because I used to have a belly and tits, right? Like like it was bad, right? I remember not really noticing it until one day I bent down to tie my shoelaces, literally. And then your tits slapped off your knees and smacked you in the face. <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, 
And that, that didn't happen anymore. Like I was, I used to be dead uncomfortable because my belly would get in the way. My belly would get in the way when I'd bend over, even if I was sat down, it would get in the way and it would be dead uncomfortable. And I remember, and I remember this like it was yesterday. I was sat on, it was the old flat I used to live in. I was sat on the the the, the step there, and I, I, I was just sat down. I bent over and did my shoes, and I went, and I bent over again. I stood up and touched my toes and stuff. And like it was just, it was just a sudden realization of, oh fuck. And then you look, you look at yourself, you look at yourself differently. You feel different once you make these like subtle realizations of you running to the car going, oh what the fuck? I'm not out of breath. It's those moments that it's it's worth it for because yeah. everybody's too busy. And I'm I'm a victim of this. Looking at your body, looking at the scale weight, looking in the mirror. That's what you're doing on a constant basis. Why is it not changing and why is it not hurrying up and nah, all that random shit? And I get that. It is, it is important. We do need to track those metrics. But when you just fucking stick at it, you get these little rewards, like fucking bending over tiny shoelaces and realizing you don't have a belly, running as fast as you fucking can and not getting out of breath. It's those little things that really trigger in your mind. And that it's like, fuck. The I'm this. I'm, yeah, I'm fuck. I'm fucking. I'm better than I was six months ago. How many people can say that? Nowadays, probably not many ways. But I think not. En- not enough. Not enough. That is. That's the thing. Not enough people get to do it, and I it's really that's... fucking simple. It, it, it is. It's just you. Just it's it, one. You're not educated to do it. Hmm. Two. You feel like you don't have the time to do it. Air fryers exist. You fucking do. <laughs> Or just fucking have to call meal prep or food prep is talking out their fucking arse. Yeah. Not that so, actually, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna throw this in there as well, actually, because this the, we, we should say this in every podcast. Or if anybody is listening to this and if your coaches are into fitness, I want you to try and I want you to repost something like this, or I want you to say this same kind of message. Let's get this out there. January's approaching, guys. We've got Christmas right here. We're going to have a belt of time. We're going to eat loads of cheese. We're going to eat loads of drink. It's going to be fantastic. But January is going to come and a fuckload of people out there are going to start some crazy diet. They're going to do some shake diet or a keto diet or a fucking carnivore diet or whatever. They're going to do a mental diet. Nobody do that. Stop it. Hire a coach. Seriously, don't do a fucking diet. Don't spend loads of money on supplements. Don't spend loads of money on random shit. Don't buy some fucking person's diet. Don't do any of that. Put that money into a coach that will give you your specific dietary needs and a fucking training program that you're going to enjoy because you'll get more for your money out of that investment because I promise you now, all those diets and bullshit out there where they say you've got to be a vegan, otherwise you can't do all this random shit or you've got to eat meat and all this. Every single one of them are wrong. It sounds mental, that, doesn't it? Because they make billions of pounds. They've got to be right. No, no. Every single one of those diets that are out there are wrong because your body needs everything. You have to eat vegetables. You have to eat fruit. You have to eat meat. You have to. Unless, of course, you've fucking got intolerances and all that random shit. You'll work around it. You have to get those three in you. So stop your fatty diets and all that random fucking crap. Go hire a coach who will do a consultation call with you Find out what you like to eat. Find out your training program. You'll get a three-month block from them. And I promise you, you'll get more from your money. You'll get more progress in those three months than you would do doing any of the other shit. You know, you know what? I think, I, I think a coach is a very good shout. And I think if 
if you're in that position and you know nothing about fitness or you're very new to it or you want to start in January, hiring someone that can tell you how to do it properly from the get-go is very valuable because I wouldn't be in the position I'm in if I didn't have Louis guiding me in the, the initial 12 months of training where I didn't, I skipped the training wrong phase. I skipped the, I need to drink a protein shake fucking within 25 seconds after my fucking workout because the metabolic window and all that fucking stupid shit. Like, I think I, I skipped that and I've benefited from that. I've managed to progress a ridiculous amount in a very short period of time because I was doing it correctly. Four months to start. 25 kilograms. That's all he needs to say. He did it properly because he didn't do any of the fatty, stupid, bullshit that's out there he you know what he did he did, he did the fucking basics he trained really fucking hard and he stuck to his fucking calories and his macros that simple and in four months he lost 25 fucking kilogram if that doesn't speak volumes on its own yeah don't, it's, i don't know what does it genuinely the the basics aren't hard to execute it's hard staying consistently executing the basics that's what that's i it's absolutely paramount that you stick in at it. You are not going to see a change in three weeks. You are not going to see a change in six weeks. I didn't notice any changes until the three-month mark. I genuinely didn't because, obviously, body dysmorphia, your own mind plays against you. You don't feel anything. You see the scales going down, but you look at yourself and go, I'm still fat. Just ignore that if you can. Like it, I know not very many people are going to hear this, but if anyone does and anyone is in that position... Just ignore it. Just fucking stick at it. You don't even need... If you're not in the position to hire a coach, you don't need to do that. I would recommend you do because you can get a coach for 100 quid a month now, which, by the way, is extremely fucking cheap for a coach. Do not go to Pure Gym. Go online. <laughs> hire this fucking cunt right here. Hire this guy. He will be able to help you out. Uh, here's a little... Uh, what do they call it? A link. Plug. A little uh, plug. Here's a plug. Online coaching starting on the 1st of January for inquiries drop us a fucking direct message on Instagram. And, but look, yeah, seriously, fucking do it. Get a coach. It's it's really not hard. All you have to do is move more and eat less. And uh, it's literally that fucking simple. You don't have to... I didn't even use protein powder during that time. I didn't use any... So there, there was no need. Protein, protein wasn't high enough. There was literally uh, there was literally no need. I got all my macro micronutrients from uh, from food because I wasn't eating enough of it, pretty much. And maybe, sorry, that's a lie. I had a greens powder because I wasn't eating that many vegetables because I didn't mind being hungry at the time. Um, after like the two, three, three week period of getting used to it and, and getting used to being hungry, like the being food focused kind of disappears. And don't worry if you fucking fall off your diet for a day. Don't worry if you fucking have something shit or have like an off plan meal or whatever. Like that one day, is not going to ruin months of work. Like that, that was the biggest thing for me. Like I, um, what was it I did? I, uh, I was feeling dead stressed from work and I went to McDonald's and got a Big Mac. You don't even know about this. I went and got a Big Mac and I was, fuck, I was, Hold your hand out. I was fuming with myself. And the next day I didn't eat anything and I suffered in the gym because of it. Do not make that mistake. Just fucking go right. I had a binge whatever it's whatever and move on but i right, back to what i was saying eat less move more it is that fucking simple get your water in you and just speak to someone that might know anything about training have a consult call with louis drop me a message on instagram or even 
I'm not coaching anyone. I'm not knowledgeable enough, but drop me a message. Drop just anyone that you might know. Even drop an IFBB Pro message or an amateur. Most likely, these people are online coaches. I will get back to you with free advice. All we want to do is help people and just say, do you think I could do this? Or do you think this is a good idea? And you will most likely get a response. I mean, it's that simple. If you can hire a coach, hire a coach. They'll worry about everything for you. And you just execute and adhere correctly. If you think you're not going to adhere, don't get a coach and do it yourself. And just try and go down that route yourself. And just eat less meat more. Simple. That's it. That is it. Uh, this has given us a tiny bit of ideas, actually. Because what we'll do is we'll do a podcast on nothing but gear. The ins, the outs, how you take it, why you take it, how it works, all that random fucking shit. We'll go through all that because you're going to ask. Even if there's only three people that listen to this, one of you are going to go, then we'll talk about steroids. So we'll do that. We'll also talk about the basics. Yeah. How to fucking do, like literally, how, how do I work out what, how many macros I should be taking or how to work out how much protein I should be taking, how much creatine should I be taking? Because those questions will be asked and I fucking hate answering them it's the same answer every single time so i'd rather just do a podcast and just hit repeat so we'll do the talk about basics now our next podcast will be sunday it's gonna be a stoned one so fire your questions in here throw them at work they can be serious they can be not so serious and we'll answer them we'll just do a power bomb we'll be we'll be stoned as fuck and we'll just literally do nothing but go you read that one i'll answer i'll read that one you answer bah, 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 and we'll just keep flying through yeah let's do that I think we've got two more questions. I think one each. Oh shit! Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll wrap it up because I am on the verge of going hypo. <laughs> so um, um, mine's fucking how to choose gear, and the simple answer to that is go get your fucking blood work done. Fair enough. Well, okay, I've got one more question then, and it is gear related. On whilst we're on the topic, so I'll quickly end this meeting. I'll invite you back to the next one, uh, oh. and then we've asked asked that answered that question. We're probably going to segue off for another half an hour, but I think we'll... we'll probably. That. So give me one second. Please wait whilst we have this intermission. This bad boy up there a little bit quicker because I want to either get some more food and I want to play a bit of Warzone before we fucking spin it off for the night. Don't bother me. I'm just slamming plaster into me first. Get it done. Oh, what's the gear question? So... <clears throat> Very interesting gear question. Um, it is as follows. How did you decide to start PEDs and are you glad you did? That's easy. Well, you go um, right, Mine's an easy story. My testosterone shut down at the age of 27 naturally, so I couldn't produce testosterone at all. Happened through an autoimmune attack that was triggered by hay fever. Um, there's a fun fact for you. Hey, if yeah. you, I can fuck you up. Hey, yeah. uh, it, it, it's it, it does. Act, it's actually more popular than you think. Um, that does happen quite often. The doctor that was telling us about it is there's a good couple of thousand cases in the UK alone. So keep your eyes out for that. So why did I start taking? Um, well, I'm not going to say performance and drugs. Why did I start taking testosterone? Because my body physically couldn't produce it anymore. Uh, am I happy I did it? Fucking god, yes. You, so you you didn't start blasting gear. You started with HRT. You started with hormone replacement therapy, <laughs> which now, okay, yeah. yeah, you were blasting trend from day one. No, like, no, the fucking, um, I literally, like, I had nothing inside my system. Uh, my uh, blood work came back and I had, 
less than two nmols of testosterone inside my system. For anyone that doesn't have a clue what that means, all, all you need to know is the number, the average range would be anywhere between 14 and 18, realistically 20 would be a fantastic number if you could get to that naturally. Um, so I had fuck all, I was basically a woman, legit, nearly pretty much a woman. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I had a knowledge on steroids beforehand, how it all works and what was going on. And I went through a full year lengthy process of trying to understand your body, why they're not producing testosterone, what the fuck is going on. And it came to the point where it was like, yes, you're going to have to take testosterone now um, for the rest of your life. So I did the stupid thing. Again, fantastic thing about learning more about this as you go on and go on, study and study and study. The smart thing would have been to go onto a TRT dose and milk the fuck out of that for as long as possible. But at the time, I was the fattest I had ever been, most miserable human being. What a buffalo. Because not having testosterone fucks you up. Um, and training was massively impacted, as you can imagine. And everything went to shit. So I... Started training like a motherfucker, hoping that would boost up. Nothing actually started working. So after six months worth of training and all that random shit, nothing was happening. Decision was made to go on to testosterone. Did I go into a TRT dose? Did I fuck? Did I start blasting 500 milligrams of testosterone? Did I? Yes. Did you actually? <laughs> well, I did, yeah. Like you wrote a pomegranate test first time around. I? I did, yeah. Fucking stupidest decision I ever made, to be fair. But yeah, I stuck 500 milligrams in. I did that for 12 weeks. Then I dropped down to a TRT and I did that for uh, about 12 months. So in the last four years, five years, I've only done three cycles, including the one I'm on now. God damn. God damn. Everything else was done at the TRT level. And are you glad you did it? Fuck yes. Best decision I ever made. Turn us back into a human being, give us my life and soul back testosterone as a building block uh, to a man's life you absolutely fucking need it so yes i'm very happy that i put testosterone in my system because my body needed it yes so i'm gonna sound what about what about yourself man i'm gonna sound like an absolute dickhead after that because oh i had <laughs> i haven't had an autoimmune disease and i needed it no i didn't need it i'm gonna be totally upfront i did not need to to start PDs. I did not need to start injecting tests. The reason I did it was because I want to be jacked as fuck, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The, the reason I did it is because I wanted to. Essentially, I I got I got some. <laughs> That's not a reason. That's not a reason at all. Why did you drink that kind of coke? Because I wanted to. No, you drank it because you were thirsty. You fucking idiot. Give me the reason. No. So I I got my blood work done. I got some bloods done, and I had bang average test. I think it was at nineteen animals, which is for at the time I think it was twenty or twenty two. Um, which I mean you could say is you know not great for a twenty two year old, but I'm not even going to try and play the low test test card when he just said his was at two animals, so I can't even try that one. Um. The I just I, I wanted to experiment. I wanted to do it. I have a long term aspiration and goal of wanting to become a bodybuilder. And you know, it's sort of what stage do you call yourself a bodybuilder and all that bollocks? I would I would consider myself a a religious trainer, not a tr not someone that looks way top loves Jesus, but like someone that trains religiously. And I I do that every day, and I. Most days nail the basics, right? <laughs> Most days. Um, and my long-term aspiration is to step on stage. 
as a non-natural because I don't like. Don't get me wrong. The natural, the natural bodybuilders in the UK, um, NBF and the the, the DFBA or, or whatever, whatever the fucking acronym is. Their are. fucking acronyms for the fucking natural federations can fuck right off. Yeah, I know. They can it, absolutely it can fuck right off. The, the natural, the the NBF, the natural bodybuilding federation. Some of those chaps are fucking ridiculous. Like Keefe West is an absolute monster. George Osborne, who was natural, is now going enhanced. He was ridiculous as well. Nothing wrong with their looks. I personally don't like it. I think from a body... When you picture a bodybuilder, you don't picture some of those natural physiques. You don't picture... I'm not going to mention names because that's very rude, but you picture people like Ian Valier, Chris Bumstead, um, Brian Ansley, fucking... You had the big brie on into it, didn't you? Out of all the bodybuilders on the planet that you could be naming, you had to bring up him. His patter, his patter is shit, but he's the worst fucking athlete on the fucking planet. Who the like serious? He fucking is like he's just he's literally he's got the fucking personality of a blackboard. It's just fucking horrendous. Whoa, whoa, slow down. You're there. young, you're, really you're really young. Yeah. you don't know what a blackboard is. Fuck off, man. It's what well, you tell the teachers you to write on. You need to be careful with these comments when we're talking about, you know, Brian Ansley calling him a, a, a personality of a blackboard. I think you need to just. He's literally does. He's the most boring cool. fart on the fucking planet. Cool your racist jets, son. <laughs> it wasn't racist at all. I called him a blackboard. Your personality of a blackboard. It's yeah. literally boring as fuck. But it, you cannot lie, his physique, his physique is phenomenal. Couldn't care. He's a two-time Mr. Olympia. His physique is phenomenal. Fuck you. He's um, a one-time Mr. Olympia. And uh, uh, so, he's, he's, only, he's only won it once. He's won it twice? I'm sure he's only won it once. I will what, what happened was Chris, was Chris sick that second year. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris was sick that second year, actually. Was <laughs> he? Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so... I, uh, you picture physiques like that, and that's what I want to look like. I know it's going to take a very, very fucking long time. I'm never going to look like Chris Bumstead. I'm probably never going to see the Olympia stage in my lifetime. Never say never. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go watch the show. Being realistic, I'm never going to step on that stage. Being realistic, but you never know. Half the people that are on there never thought they would be. Never so. thought they would, yeah. Gotta, you know, there's things like that. <laughs> Unless you're Nick Walker, fucking hell. Oh. Jesus. Talking about egos, he needs to fucking. <laughs> it's funny because he's going to beat Hunter Labrada this year. He's not. You know what? I, I, I can't wait for them to stand next to each other. I really can't. It's going to be fucking incredible. And what, one of the things I'm looking forward to mostly for the Olympia is to watch Hunter's fucking routine. Yes, that's I good. Can't wait for them to run through it. It's going to be insane. Um. Uh, anyways, we segued again. So, but I started PDs because. A, I wanted to, but B, because I had the, I have the long-term aspiration and goal of becoming an IFBB pro. That's what I want to do. That's probably going to be, that, that's my like five-year plan, if we were to put it into perspective. I was making progression at a very good rate. I was consistently getting the basics nailed and, and sort of living the bodybuilding lifestyle. I did between six and nine months of research before I did it. I made sure that what I was going to be taking, which was just test. I had a very low dose. I started at like 200 milligrams at the time. And the most I've ever went up to is 350. Um, I'm actually currently sitting at 300, so I'm not even in the most I've ever run right now. Um, but the uh, that's 350 milligrams of testing and a week, by the way, for people that uh, want me to be more it, it, it doesn't matter what uh, Esther it is. 
Well, there we go. Um, it'll just it'll just confuse people. I guarantee you, anybody that does watch this, we're gonna get. Eventually, when this starts getting views, the multiple people are gonna go. What about Tessa? Do you know what about Nancy? Do you know what about Fuck off, Tessa's pets. Let's let's get that out there now. Tessa's run is Tessa's run. Just can we get that on the t-shirt? Tessa's test. That is a that is a brilliant t-shirt. Tessa's test. That is. I'll yeah. wear that on every fucking podcast. Every oh, podcast uh, I go to, Tessa's test. The uh, just like a little embroidered logo in between sets in the middle. Tessa's test. And then and then when it gets really really popular, we'll change to the tit. Yes, Tessa's test. There you go. There you go. Oh, uh, tit, tit and touch, time under tension, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I, I'm very glad I did, um, because I feel class whilst I'm on it. I'm not gonna lie, like the the feeling you have, it, it's like going through. It is literally like going through puberty again. I have a beard, didn't have one before. It, well, I don't, and then I probably never will. I will. It, it will be into genetic and stuff, but. You can very clearly see you have a lot of tests in you and and fucking more. <laughs> but the, the I am extremely anabolic right now. Yes. Anabolic window is open for you, sir. Um I'm very happy I did because it's it's allowed it's allowed me to grow my knowledge on another part of training, which I was interested in before I started steroids. I found that side very interesting because I do want to maybe one day be a coach and coach people. So I thought, ah, fuck it, I might as well get genned up on it and, you know, sort of understand it at a chemical level and, and, and sort of understand what the different properties are and things like that. So I I was already fairly knowledgeable. I'm not saying I'm an expert or more knowledgeable than anyone else. I just, I think I know a decent amount. I was already at a very good level of knowledge before I even decided I was going to do them. And I think that is vital for anybody listening is do your fucking research, get your blood work done and speak to a professional. Um, that is what I would say you do before you even yeah. consider sticking a needle in your ass. Cause it's the second that's in, that's it done. Your life's changed. Yep. Balls are turned off and that is it. And you could be unfortunate enough for those balls never to switch back on again which is a risk I took into consideration when I did it. And I am happy that I am happy with the risks I'm taking because I know I'm following all the correct protocols to make sure I'm as safe as possible when I'm doing it. Uh, Having said that though, uh, guys, I'm very aware that there's females out there that will be listening to this that are also interested in discussing PEDs and how it works and how it goes on and stuff and whatnot. We're talking very much from our lifestyle, how it's been going on. If there was any questions about how PEDs can impact women, supplementation and all that random good stuff. Any Put it this way, any female that's got a question about steroids, I will not treat you the same as males. You can ask the question, fire away, because you girls have your head screwed on and you're not willing just to shove a needle up your ass to give it a go. Nine times out of ten, you guys are asking the question and because you're, you're seriously debating it. It's not, it's men will do anything because we're fucking idiots. Women are a lot smarter when it comes to this kind of stuff. You are fully aware of the decision that you're going to be making. So, if any girls, sorry, any girls, terrible fucking word to use, any female athletes out there that have any questions about steroids, how it would impact them, how to go about it, and all that good stuff, you are more than welcome to fire a question across. And send, uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and, and, and send a back to the bicep. Um, 
But uh, if you if you if you're proud enough of your backup bicep, fucking send them in. Having said that, actually, if anybody is um fucking listening to this and stuff or whatnot, if you want if you want to fucking throw in a check-in uh, photo or whatnot and oh, get yeah, our two cents on your physique and stuff or whatnot, do that because that's cool. Bodybuilder the bollocks did that for a good long while. I thought that was class. Uh, and uh, once you're in, you're in. Uh, Finn and Reese are, are looking at, at doing a uh, rate your physique. So fuck it, we're gonna copy them. <laughs> rate your physique, it's, it's absolute fucking class. I love it. Tell you what, we'll do um, questions. Throw them at with uh, for Sunday because we'll do that high as fuck. Uh, but we'll also do form videos and check, check um, rate, rate my physique and rate my form. If there's anything that you like, because coaching is fucking expensive, guys, and we're fully aware of that. Not everybody has the money to do it, but if you want, if you're in the gym and you're a little bit unsure if you're doing the movement correctly, if you want a little bit of help, get a video, take it yourself, send it into it, and we'll we'll rate it on the next podcast. We'll we'll go through it, we'll break it down, and we'll tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing or how to do it better. You can do that by DMing either Louis, which is just Louis underscore Walker uh, on Instagram, or myself, which is just Chris Brannigan. Um, you'll see our names uh, in the recording. You can see how to spell them. If you do do it, by the way, please don't be easily offended because if your form is fucking awful or it's hilarious or even dangerous... No, 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 don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because you might put them off. Send it in. Send it in. Regardless, just send it all in. Send it in. It'll be funny. It'll be fucking great. Send it in regardless, but... When's I, this going up, by the way? It's going up on Thursday. So, yeah, so this... this So we're recording this now on a Wednesday evening. It is currently... 8.35, where sort of... Uh, how are you? I'm starving. I need a guy that says eating fucking... This podcast will be going up, I hope, anyways, onto Spotify and YouTube at 7pm on Fridays. It will be every nice. Friday at 7pm. And then we will be recording another um, another episode uh, on the Sundays. And that will probably be going up on the Tuesday at probably the same time, Tuesday at 7 Um, if I can, if I've got enough time to do so, or most likely Wednesdays, it's a rest day. Uh, and I can get that up in the evening then. So makes more sense to do on a Wednesday to Friday. Do that. Makes sense. Wednesdays and Fridays, 7 p.m. Our episodes will be going live. If not, obviously, if the things come in between, I can let people know. Uh, but for now, that's what's going to happen. Um, and it's been God. We've actually managed to go for a kind of long time, and I'm really happy. I was. I'm worried if we're going to fucking bore the shit out with people, but we'll find out. I mean, if any, if any, if anyone even listens to this, I'm going to be absolutely fucking buzzing because oh, just we're not we're not going to do one and then stop. We're going to just keep on fucking doing this. So if you've enjoyed it, seriously, fucking drop a comment, give it a like, do something because it would be pretty fucking awesome. And to leave on that note, because we need to think of an intro eventually and an extra, and we're, we're going to get good with it. But until then, today's little mascot has been a positive potato. Be positive, guys. Have uh, a good day. I've, I've got carbonara. That's my mascot. How are you going to eat your food, by the way? Um, Fucking idiot. How are you going to eat your food? I need to go get mine. And are you jumping on a war zone because Mason's joining on as well? Uh, possibly, mate. Possibly. I'll have to let you know because I need to get this grand in and I need to sort this video out. But uh, I'll let you know. But, uh, bit, but... Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, this has been episode one of the In Between Sets and we love your faces. Goodbye. Catch you later. Oh.